Ha, back again. This is kind of festive, man. Listen, listen. Don't ain't no ain't no two for one sales. Ain't no ain't no cheap outs though. This is this is quality content on a Black Friday on a day of all sales. You getting some real top tier high end shit? Cause no cooldowns back, baby. Episode forty six. We're back in the building. Um, that man trip we're here again, of course, with my podcast partner in crime, Wayne Easy. How are you doing, Ty? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I cannot complain. I'm full of turkey. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. I bare I I didn't even have turkey. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't have it was straight That's like crazy. It was straight, it was some good ass chicken though. I ain't gonna lie. It was some good ass chicken. I, I That's good too though. That's good too. I, oh my gosh, it was so good. I was laughing off everybody's place though. I'm not gonna lie. The real enjoyment for, for me over Thanksgiving was looking at everybody's wild ass place that is posting on Twitter. Shit was hilarious. Shit was great. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. They was it was a picture of somebody like it was like somebody had a whole full plate and then like the um I think somebody quote tweeted it was like yo hey real quick we're roasting you and they zoomed in on the plantains. I was like yo they they was like enhanced image. I, they yo, was cooking. They was, so was cooking. It was cooking that person's plate, bro. It was it. It was fantastic. It was fantastic, man. Uh, but you know the 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 best plate. The best plates is the plates of information you get from this damn podcast almost every week. So make sure you rate it five stars for a five star meal that you get of information. Make sure you hit that up on Apple Podcast and of course on Spotify. Just search up No Cool Down. We're also available on uh, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and of course Anchor. Make sure you hit us up there. The video versions, of course will be on Botaku channel as W-O-T-A-K-U channel on YouTube. And of course, video versions are now on Spotify as well. So you can check them out, watch video or have it on audio on Spotify app. Uh, I don't even know if Apple Podcasts even has that. I got to double check it, but I think you can they find do. us there. They do? Damn, well, I got to do that too. I don't, know if, I don't know if Apple Podcast does, but I think Apple Music might, but I don't know. But yeah. obviously we're not on Apple Music. So yeah, yeah not yet. that. Yeah, not until they give the checkup. We're gonna figure out a way. We're gonna we're gonna find a way to make it happen. But anyways, got some stories here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not not the hugest. You know, not, not the most like again grandiose week in terms of information. But there were still some stories out there we had managed to grab. But a couple in the warm up. Got some main stories to go through. Uh, when are you ready? Born ready. Let's get to it, man. Got a couple stories in the warm up. Let's get started. First of all. Uh, so the CEO of basically Honda, Sony Honda Mobility, he came out this week and he was just basically talking about the possibility of putting PlayStation 5s in Honda vehicles in the future. He was like, you know, that and a lot of other areas of Sony's basically just their offering in terms of all the, the products they have. They're they're all considered like a part of the greater vision to make basically make a more entertainment driven vehicle that can go toe to toe with uh, vehicles like Tesla. So, I mean, you 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 copping the Civic for the PlayStation 5? You copping the Civic for the P5? Um, I definitely would not want to drive a PlayStation car just because I feel like it'd have some really weird rules of like, sorry, you can't use regular gas. You can only use the Sony designated gas. That the gas for everybody is, is exclusive gas <laughs> or something like I'm not gonna be able to drive in the same lane as people who don't have Sony cars. Like, sorry, we don't support cross uh, cross brand driving. Wow. Like, I'm pretty good. Wow, I'm pretty you, good. You can't you can't cross lanes. You only gotta stay in the Sony designated lanes. First party fuel is insane. That's actually first very wild. Fuel, <laughs> first party fuel is fucking wild, bro. But yeah, I, I thought this was hilarious. So I'm like, bro, you can't you can't ever stunt like ever in the hood with this. I'm not gonna lie. I got that brand new Honda car. I got the PS5 in my joint. You will be that car will be stripped in 24 hours. Son. That, it's that, insane. It's <laughs> a risk. That's a risk you're taking. Honestly, that's a big risk. I, I'm gonna be real, man. But interesting to see. I. It's weird because I mean, like I, I thought the apex of like you know this type of stuff was like just putting regular old TV monitors in in a, in a car. I seen that one time when I was like on the highway watching somebody's TV 
through their car. I'm like, yo, this shit is the future, son. This is the future. <laughs> I thought this was it. I thought it was the apex, but you know, it's it's weird seeing how considered uh like stuff like you know gaming and consoles like in everything in all types of other types of technology and stuff especially vehicles it, it's just crazy did the shit come up like a night rider or something like that it's like a, a, a fast and furious james bond type vehicle it just comes out the middle console and shit. all, all i'm gonna say is that exhibit definitely did this first um mm. i think that i think they need a, I need a, he needs a cut uh, he needs a cut of this check because they're definitely stealing his whole flow snap it up exhibit was never wrong exhibit was never wrong got a point there i ain't gonna lie yeah that's a that's a that's a defamation case i ain't gonna lie he's still they, they stealing <laughs> shit they stealing shit uh, anyways last story of the warm-up here uh so tommy hilfiger uh the notable fa- fashion brand announced that they're stepping into the gaming space with a set of peripherals for 150 dollars with a keyboard headset and mouse uh combination all included in that set uh you you copping some tommy gaming you cop you copping tommy gaming that's funny because I feel like <clears throat> I feel like their clothes are more expensive than those peripherals. Like how whack are those peripherals? Like, do they know what the market is like? Because I thought $150 was gonna be just for the keyboard, but like I guess this how this is how little they know of what they're stepping into. But <laughs> no, I'm definitely not buying the Tommy, the Tommy gaming. Like, is, is it even gonna be mechanical? Like, there's no way it is. It is Bro. it's just gonna smell like like very, very <laughs> it's gonna smell like my uncle. That's what it's gonna smell like. That's 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 all that it is. Smell like oh my goodness! Smell like he going on a day. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see nephew. I'm gonna see nephew. I'm right, gonna say, bro. This shit is very, very uh, uh, distasteful. I, I don't care for this shit. I'm not gonna lie. I, I do not care for this shit at all. I just find it funny how they just think they can step into it as easily. $150 <laughs> for a keyboard, a mouse, and a headset. I you that something's is, off. What what did you put in there? Made out of styrofoam. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> you said like, that's, that's like it's like 50 percent cotton, bro. Like it's gonna be mad soft for you. It's like gonna be porous when you when you pull it out the box, bro. I, I don't understand what's going on here, bro. And on top of that, I'm like, is didn't Tommy Hilfiger himself like wasn't he like racist or something like that? I don't even know. He probably like, is. I think I think it, he's very. It I think was one of them stories, bro. Yeah, it was one of them. It was one of them, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I'm like, what am I gonna sit here with this racist ass keyboard on my? Chair? That's that shit is like <laughs> like who's really sitting there like you know what I need on my gaming setup a Tommy. A Tommy keyboard, like who needs that? Who got that's that? Who like, got that Tommy? Who got that Tommy? You ain't got that Tommy though. Like, but bro, your, your headset's literally falling off your face right now, bro. Like it's broken. <laughs> I see it. I see the material coming out. Like, nah, but you ain't got that Tommy though. Like, what is that, bro? That's so funny. Uh, I I need I need gaming brands unless y'all be serious. Just be for real. If y'all gonna do it, do it right. Please be fucking for real. Come on now. Anyways, let's get to the main stories of this week. First and foremost. Heard a lot of, uh, uh, what's it called, commotion, r- uh, raucous discomfort over this news story here. But the latest talk from Valorant Land is that some job postings have appeared online for console game designers, which may indicate that at some point down the line, the game will be heading to console. So, I mean, thoughts on this? I heard a lot of uproar about games going to consoles and them being ruined for FPSs. A lot of different, I guess, viewpoints on the situation. But I, how, how do you feel about it? Um... <clears throat> Personally, if Valorant doesn't make its way to mobile, I would be surprised. Like that's how far. Like I, I, I didn't expect them to make. I didn't expect them to move from PC, but I also knew that that wasn't out of the cards. Like I'm surprised we don't have League of Legends on consoles right now. Like I'm surprised they didn't put Wild Rift on consoles. I could see them doing it. Um, it's not necessarily hard, and especially with a like a if there was ever a field test to see if 
a MOBA can succeed in the console market. You can look at Smite. You can look mm -hmm. at Pokemon Unite. Like you can look at Paragon. Like it had a, it wasn't the biggest in in yeah. numbers, but it had a cult following. Like these these mm -hmm. uh, genres can definitely succeed on um on console, and that's why I think Valorant coming to console isn't any, isn't much different. Like it is just Overwatch, but on well, this, it's not just Overwatch, but like look at a game like Overwatch that's still very mm -hmm. competitive. Um, but you can play it on console and everything else. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. surprised. They're about this money. Like, that's they've always been about this money. They know that they can get some skin sales off of an Xbox, off of a PlayStation. Oh, it's crazy sure. to believe that they weren't going to do this. Sure, and again, this makes me think about, remember how we talked on about an older episode about the uh, Xbox Game Pass deal, how they're going to have all the Valorant agents available and stuff like that. It will be hard of a selling point to just say that deal is happening without valorant being on that console you know what i'm saying because it, it unless they already knew which again most likely they already did that was in the plans they i don't think they would so concretely put that deal down a year earlier you know what i'm saying they wouldn't say a whole year before like they were supposed to go into action hey we're we're gonna we're gonna put all their agents on our game pass when you get the game pass you get all the agents and most of their bases of course xbox users are you know what i'm saying like a good amount of their base so i think it was already in the cars it was already coming but I find it interesting how people like really condemn it, condemn this move. Uh, I guess from the standpoint of oh, you're gonna muddy the game, ah, da, 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 the controller inputs, the two input system, blah blah blah. Controls are gonna ruin it, da 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 da. Like, like bro, it, how many other games have like survived and sometimes even thrived with multiple inputs in their controls? When was that ever like the main crux of things? Honestly, if you guys are getting steady content, you guys are doing what you do. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. Now, there are blatant examples. Uh, I can't name off the top of my head right now where maybe like there was a bit of a bit of a discrepancy, but developers can be you know privy to that and fix it. But the fact that you're complaining that controller players get a game like and you PC players, you still have superior frame rates. You still have blah, blah, blah. It's that in third high capabilities, whatever you want to call it. If you lose in the console players, that's your fault, bro. That's on you. That's your bad. That is very real. much your if, problem. If, if, this, if, if that's the be all end all of your support for Valorant, then delete the game right now because it's it, they're gonna do what they have to do to make sure it's a successful franchise. As a free game, it, you're already shooting yourself in the foot by being limited in such like you know you're on so many only so many platforms. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they've already they knew from the jump as soon as they hit a successful a successful stride with Valorant that they were gonna try and expand it to more platforms. Any any free game that's within their right mind and actually has sense. Any development team that's making a free game that has sense and sees success, they're going to want to push it to other platforms. That's what everyone does. That's how they're going to make their money and, and sustain the development cycle And so they're still in, staying afloat. So there's nothing y'all can do about it. And I think it's a good move generally. I think it is. Like Games like this can only benefit from, uh, from, from again, just adding consoles and stuff like that. It keeps your game afloat longer. And sure, you got to deal with a couple controller people. But at some point, people, I bet you right now, what, there's at least a few people on Valorant that have somehow like finagled the system and are using controllers on Valorant right now. You know what I'm saying? Like on PC, yeah. there has to be a few of them. So yeah. they're already they're already amongst you in some way, shape, or form. Like it's not like the Red Scare or something like that, bro. It's just happening. Just just live with it, man. I I also just don't really think it's that big of a difference. Um, personally speaking, I I play competitive, not competitively. I play competitive games every now and then, and if I ever got hit with a controller player going crazy on me like maybe they're, they're just probably that good like there's mm -hmm. no reason it really comes down to a skill issue and honestly there aren't many games at the top of like like the most competitive games in the world are like csgo league of legends two games that are solely on pc as of mm -hmm. right now but 
then when you go below it it's like fortnite cross-platform uh call of duty all platforms uh apex like the list goes on there's only two that have done it that are still at the top mm. and the only reason that but i, I don't want to say the only reason that at the top is because they've been around for so long but like back in the day nobody was thinking about when league was what became like the when the league became league and yeah. set itself like up for history nobody was thinking it to themselves at the time how do we put this on a controller they were just mm. thinking how do we keep expanding on this game and mm. honestly that's that's the reason why we don't have it on control on consoles yet csgo is just run by valve and those motherfuckers are yeah. literally they have their their calendars haven't moved past the early <laughs> 2000s like they don't they don't care what's going on in the in, in the present yeah I, I remember i played a csgo on was it was it actually no Wait, there, there, they, they was never on console, was it? No, it might have been on the orange yeah. box. That might have been. We know the orange yeah. box, the one that had like Half Life and shit. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe, but even then, I'm, I'm not remember, so sure. Off the yeah, off top of my head, I can't remember. But anyway, in short, all I'm saying is, there's people that very, very much like are just detesting this, like are really like protesting against it. I'm just like, bro, like y'all, y'all will be fine. And honestly, you guys are going to benefit because apparently if controller players are coming in, you know what I'm saying, the, the casual, so to speak, you guys have field, you should have field days, right? You should have, you should have yeah. an open season, to be real. But it, it is what it is, man. People are going to complain and do their thing. I don't play this game anyways, but I do want to see games like this that are free, you know what I'm saying, succeed. If people are enjoying it, why not? So good on them. Yeah. Oh, let me go grab one thing real quick. Yeah, nah, no worries. No worries. And it's, 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 it's crazy, man. CSGO Fireballs is always going to be a, an enjoyable game to, to, to you know, some populations of people. You know what I'm saying? I, it's just always been the weird thing for me where, again, like, people always just hate on expanding the thing. People gatekeep so much for some reason. And I'm just like, bro, your world's not going to change, dog. Just just stop being a bitch and just pick up the sticks, bro. Just 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 pick it up. You'll be fine. Absolutely. You'll be okay. But yeah, it, it, it honestly is what it is, man. But moving on to the next story here, uh, we are in the middle of a uh, telenovela saga or something like that. But we got more news uh, from the developing Activision slash Microsoft acquisition situation. Uh, so basically, the UK CMA, the Competition Markets Authority, released Sony's official response to the situation. And basically, Sony just going off in this whole document. They're talking about, oh, Microsoft could do all this crazy stuff. They're going to turn into like a, a crazy, you know what I'm saying, a demon on the market. They're going to raise prices on the consoles. They're going to knock us out of all this, you know, all this different stuff about competition and take it, you know, make it anti-competitive. It's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to the gaming space which sounds kind of familiar when you go deeper into the details and see what they're talking about. But I, I can't really put my finger on it for some reason. It sounds like somebody I know. But, you know, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff that they listed off. And apparently, Sony have uh, somehow cracked the code on Microsoft as they claim that this move is part of a plot to make PlayStation like Nintendo and not compete in the 18-rated shooter lane. So I, a lot of strong talk from Sony's perspective. A lot of strong claims, accusations, conjecture. Uh, how do you feel about what, what PlayStation talk about on this, man? Bro, if I was Nintendo, I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck they say fuck me for? Like, I'd like, you just caught the meanest stray for no reason. Like, Nintendo doesn't compete in the 18-shooter market because their consoles can't run those games. It's not like they're, they're not sitting there like, we don't want money. It's like, they don't... You, you Have you played the Call of Duties on the on the Wii? Those are terrible. I played, I played every single Call of Duty on the Nintendo DS. And let me tell you, it's not worth it. It's very much not worth it. <laughs> Nintendo doesn't want to be a part of it because it can't do it. Like, can't keep up. 
Like, imagine playing Warzone. Imagine downloading 200 gigabytes on your Switch to play Warzone. Sw- yeah. That shit will explode. That shit exactly. will explode. We can't even play Pokemon, and you want people to B-hop and slide cancel all over that big map? Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> all right. We don't even have Ethernet ports on the back of the console stand, and you want us to play Warzone? Yeah, no. Good um, luck. <laughs> I So I do think that Microsoft owning Call of Duty is unfortunately a big, like, I don't want to say monopoly, but a big stake in all the 18-year-old 18, 18 shooters or whatever, because there's only, like, three that matter at this point. Um, we have Valorant is what I would consider one, but even then, I don't even know if you would consider that 18. But anyways, Valorant, Apex, Overwatch, Call of Duty, um, Battlefield is dead. Um, there's really not many 18-year-old shooters. So for Microsoft to take away Call of Duty, I understand why Sony's like, yo, that's not fair because they don't have Valorant because Valorant's not on console yet, or if, if it is. Um, Overwatch is on console, which is... But no, but they also own Overwatch. Never mind. So actually, they, can, they can't even say Overwatch because Xbox owns Overwatch. Um, you know, I, maybe Sony might be on or something. I'm, <laughs> not saying, I'm going through it right now, and it's kind of looking bad, but... Yeah, no, it's it's kind of sucks because I don't even think it's more so like it sucks because if Battlefield was still around, I love how I'm talking about it as if it's not getting updates, but it's definitely <laughs> me. If Battlefield is, it was still around, this wouldn't be an issue. Like we'd be just like, bro, we're just gonna just buy buy Battlefield. This can be lit. But there kind of really isn't a Call of Duty esque game um, mm. outside of maybe Apex. But even mm. then, Apex, EA, and, and and Xbox have a pretty cool relationship. Like they're not owned by each other but like yeah. you they, get they, um they collaborate often exactly so mm-hmm. it's like yeah you guys might really not have a a place to to to, to lay your head at night when it comes to these games because there's not really much unless you guys want to tell bungie to do something mm-hmm. it's it's kind of quiet for y'all i mean like uh, i i would also say that i'm not gonna lie they do have bungie in the cut for one and Destiny is a really yeah. big game. It's not Call of Duty size, yeah. but it is a big game they've established over the past decade. And also, let's be real. Let's be real. What's the last FPS Sony game that y'all really like? Do you think they care as much about that outside of Killzone? When's the last time you heard from Killzone? Please they, enlighten me. They they told Gorilla. Gorilla made Horizon. The people who made exactly. Killzone now make make Horizon. Exactly. That's, that's also they like said, I don't even. I think that FPSs. might have been y'all fault. <laughs> exactly. They said fuck FPSs because they don't care about it like that. I'm not gonna lie. It's only a problem. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. That that's is this literally like half of the situation right now. I came in front. This is literally like a, a, a lot of it, bro. I can I can concede the fact that it is a little bit scary that a big breadwinner in the shooter space can get swallowed up by xbox again there is the level of fear of the monopoly that i will always acknowledge because i am not gonna sit here and be like you know pro big business i'm not gonna be pro you know monopoly and stuff like that i want competition because i think competition breeds quality from all sides because everybody's trying to up their game i agree with that but at the same fact and the same on, on the same token like how is how is sony gonna sit up here and tell you about all the things that they can do. Microsoft's can't, they might do this. They might do all that. They might do that. But then Xbox has been trying to extend the olive branch as soon as stuff's been announced. And we can also get into that story later because another one story came out about it. But they've been trying to extend their hand and say, hey, listen, we know how big this is and we're not going to take it away from you. We can, but we're not going to. You know what I'm saying? Because of what's going on. But they're, it's like they're trying to, 
from how statements have come out, it feels like Microsoft has been at least somewhat rational about this. And then Sony's taking it to the depths. And they're like, yo, nah, they, they about to go on demon mode. They about to ruin the whole industry. Y'all need to stop it right now. And then Xbox looking at them like, bro, what do we do? We just we yeah. just want this one thing. Like, this is not even our intention. And again, just to, just to specify what's going on, if you if you guys need to see the article, man, it's like, um, what's it called? I don't know exactly where to find it. You might find it on Twitter somewhere. I'll, I'll find this link in a second. But basically, um, it just they just talk about list all the reasoning for all the fear. It basically, it was like theories. It literally said theories of what could happen if they buy. It. They were literally conspiracy theorizing about what Microsoft would do with Activision with Activision stuff when they got it. And it was just funny to me, but like half of it is literally like raising console prices, taking this thing away from it, having exclusives on their services that other people cannot use. Word for word, the same things that Sony has been doing for the past decade plus with games like Call of Duty. And I'm just like, do y'all not, do y'all not see the irony? Do y'all not see that? Do you, do you not see how hypocritical this sounds? How adamant you're fighting about things that you've established as the as the as the main as the main console as the main console you know player the main console company over the past decade plus you've established most of these policies and you've literally ran with them to the hilt and now they're starting to come and back and bite you potentially they're not even coming to bite you coming back to bite you potentially the situation arises where there's a chance that somebody might be able to do it if they see fit somebody now has the option and now they're going all, oh, it's DEFCON 5. This is a threat to all of our lives and stuff like that. This is the end of competition in the console space. It's crazy how they cry wolf now. It, it, it's, it's wild to me. I'm not saying that Xbox is completely in the right because they need to be checked on that. You know what I'm saying? They need to be held accountable for having availability for Call of Duty on all different platforms and not making too many things exclusive. But I just find it funny how quickly Sony cry wolf throughout this entire process when one... I bet money they did again. One, they didn't care. Of course, they didn't care. They had they had they had um um Call of Duty on their thumb. They had play ex- exclusive deals and stuff like that for the past what what twelve years? Nine, no, probably like nine years. Like nine years. Like 2013, 14, 15, Probably the last time um Xbox was exclusive. Then they flipped. So they've had that under their thumb. They didn't care. They didn't they didn't need to care about other FPSs because they're just doing this. They have Call of Duty under the under the thumb for exclusive. So why care about anything else? Killzone offed anything else that was Sony first person first person shooter off. It doesn't matter. We'll work on something else. Open world galore. You know what I'm saying? And they've kind of banked on that. And now they don't have that option. They just panicking. Not panicking, bro. It's 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 hilarious. It's honestly very funny to me how quickly the script is flipped. And like, y'all. Yeah, y'all looking real. Y'all looking real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even know the word to fully describe it. Y'all looking real sus in the light, man. Y'all looking real sus in the light when stuff is coming up, bro. I ain't never seen y'all move this crazy. Y'all, y'all been y'all been lobbying and putting statements together like nobody's business, bro. They, they y'all might be on Capitol Hill next week protesting this. Like this is this is serious. This is this is like <laughs> hypocrisy on another level. Sony's crazy. Sony's crazy to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's a not a it's not a good look for Sony right now. Mm 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 That's insane. I don't even know, bro. Yeah, we're working on a new Killzone. How about that, bro? Bring Killzone back, and then and then we can talk about the 18 shooter space. Y'all y'all don't even y'all don't even compete in there, man. <laughs> y'all get y'all ass out of here. Anyways, man, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, speaking of uh Sony and PlayStation, uh, we got a new trailer 
for uh, the game called Lost Soul Aside, the JRPG that was originally re actually well, it's not JRPG actually. It's a it's a CRPG technically. Yeah, I'm about to say it's a CRPG, a Chinese RPG actually. That was originally revealed in 2016, but it is now coming through the woodworks in 2024 via PlayStation Publishing under their China Hero Project, which is basically this huge investment undertaking that uh, Sony's been uh, basically gearing up for which they want to sell as many, you know, PlayStation 5s in China as they did everywhere else in the world. They want to, again, set up shop, develop, fund so many different projects in the, you know, the Chinese market and basically just get a foothold uh, in, in in the gaming space out there. So, I mean, thoughts on the trailer, thoughts on the the fit of the game, how you feeling about it? What's going on? Um, I like me a good day. I like me a good uh, RPG. I... <clears throat> I think this is, I mean, this is what they need to do. Like, this is like, what it feels like right now is like, it's interesting that they're, 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 I never renew their reach, I suppose, of Sony, but the game mm. looks insane. Like, I would play it. I just need to know if it's, it's man, there's so many games that look crazy. And then like, mm. you play them and like, they're actually whack looking at you. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say Kingdom Hearts 3, but low-key kingdom hearts 3 Damn, it was a great a great game yeah. to play but it was uh like the story was for me was like too many cutscenes yeah. but regardless it of was, that game yeah it's, it still looked all right though i would say watch dogs no. watch dogs one watch, that, watch that dogs was, is another game where it's like it looks great watch dogs but it's one. like mm. you lied Ooh, to division. me in that trailer the division the division oh. was another one where you're like damn i thought Ooh. this is gonna be crazy and then you play you're like oh this kind of mid but uh. Like, this looks really, really good. This is exactly what Sony needs to, you know, not have to lobby for more more uh, Xbox things. But is this enough to to satiate the um, the gamers? Because, like, this game looks amazing, but how many people are actually going to buy it? You know, how many people are, are big fans of this? Or maybe they're not even aiming for our demographic uh, at this point. Maybe they're trying to, like, expand on the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Like, uh... I actually, I want to, I really want to talk about this in depth one day, uh, but very quickly we're finding out like, you know, again, China's presence is being very, very, it's going to be felt throughout the world in the next year or two. Like there is, mm -hmm. this is basically like, they're really like, they're, they're fully stepping out on the world stage as a game developer. You know what I'm saying? Like full time. And of course we have Tencent and stuff like that, but like as AAA major action games, like again, like the, the God of Wars or whatever, like that range of, of, of stuff. Like the they want to sit there with the big established IPs, they're gonna start coming out the woodworks with so many brand new titles and like you know the Chinese market and Chinese development, Chinese gaming as a whole. This is them stepping out. This is them stepping out and saying, "Hey, listen, we're here." And again, having that big backing from Sony is uh, is huge for them, but also it's huge for Sony because China is one of the last untapped markets for you know consoles outside of that region and gaming gaming companies outside of that region. You know, so I think that's why they've been so adamant and active trying to fund these projects. You know, you can go into the whole plan uh, online and you look up just uh, PlayStation China. I think it's project. I, I got I to gotta see the name again. Well, basically, um, that project, what is it? Let me get this right. China Hero Project. Thank you. The PlayStation China Hero Project. You can see why that's been such a big uh, point of emphasis for them. I mean, that's, that's huge money they can tap into for one. And two, there's just so much stuff brewing from that space, from that, from that area. Like, Chinese gaming is going to have a huge leap forward in the next year or so. I'm telling you, Black Myth Wukong's leading that charge. And we have, oh. oh my gosh, there's, what was it? It was Wolong was in there. Where, where Winds Meet was in there. Um, there's so, there's so many different titles from China coming out in the next like two to four years. Like it's, 
ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And this is just one of those installments. But I, I think it's a again a pretty uh a pretty cool title. I think this was under um I think it was under Epic Games or something like that. I think it might have been Epic or Gearbox that gave him a grant in 2016. And then uh I guess something went left or they kind of stalled in production and then Sony picked them up under this new project. So it's good that they're you know it's getting uh you know seen through. Um and yeah listen hey, I'm 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 good for RPGs. You already know I'm I'm down to try RPG any day of the week. So it looked cool. I think it's a good fit, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good introduction to you know more of the Chinese style of uh, you know development for you know gamers in the West and gamers in uh, other areas besides China. Absolutely, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what they come up with because I feel like we're gonna get some bangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, we just might. We just might. And speaking of that, another add-on, the second title uh, from this basically the the China Hero Project uh, presentation that uh, Sony gave this week, uh, we got Convalaria, which is basically a third-person shooter. Them trying to answer that shooter question right there. Look at him. Look at him trying to address their problems. Look at that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a third-person shooter, basically. Coming in 2023, uh, looking open-world, squad-based action. Lots of mobility involved in that game as well from, from the looks of the trailer. Uh, what'd you make of this, uh, Wen? I think it looks really cool. I, like, I really think that this is going to be sick, but it was giving me Outrider vibes, um, mm. which isn't necessarily, like, a good look. And it's not that I think it's going to be a bad game because maybe it might be better than Outriders, but like <laughs> gamers are so scared to really step outside their bubbles at times that I feel like they're going to see this and be like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Outriders. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Outriders, so I'm not going to play this. But it might it might be better. Like it does look really it looks really fast. It looks really good. I wonder if it's on PC. If it's on PC, then there's a way higher probability of me getting into it. Just because I don't like playing shooters on controller anymore. Mm. But a squad-based shooter, like, it. another game that it reminds me of that actually was really good is Lost Planet. Uh, If you remember the Lost Planet 2 game, that's another game that this kind of reminds me of. And this this might be better than than an Outriders, or it might be something we haven't seen before. I'm excited Mm. to see what comes of it. But I'm not going to say a lot of you and act like I'm going to top day one because i don't know man we've ha- we've seen a lot of entries from this kind of a genre that haven't really made an impact in a while mm. yeah i i am kind of skeptical but also kind of hopeful that a game like this can really you know again try to try and try and make something happen it it doesn't look as smooth as like say a, maybe a warframe but warframes had you know years to really flourish Ooh. and develop you know what i'm saying so warframe is kind of tough to beat but I will say some of the traversal stuff looks really, really cool. Like those glider wing wingsuit type things that you do, do, like it looks really, really cool. Um, One thing I must say right now, I know it's early and it's supposed to come 2023. So there's some things here. I think maybe some of the, I guess, how do I say it? Maybe, maybe some of the polish on the world, maybe, maybe make it a little more, a little bit more bright, a little bit more poppy in terms of uh, the, the, the art style and stuff, the colors I really, uh, I really hope for and optimization optimization that looked a little bit rough that looked a little bit uh rough around the edges in that trailer there but again it's only a trailer it's only only a a certain slice but with the capabilities of again the ps5 is only a console at some point you got to realize like okay it can only get get stretched so far i wonder how the open world that level of movement in the bosses and stuff and just enemy types and all that and how how everything factor into the performance of it on playstation 5 so hopefully it turns out well and if it does, they actually shut me up and said, hey, listen, you guys got a decent shooter in there. You know what I'm saying? An 18, 18-year-old shooter market. You might be in there somewhere. You ain't no Call of Duty, but you know what I'm saying? You got something there, and I can actually support your argument a little bit more. But uh, the, for for now, I'm just going to say, you know, we'll keep an eye on it, though. We'll keep an eye on it. It looks interesting. 
Yeah, it, it definitely looks interesting. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we will see, honestly. All right, moving in real quick to the trailer trove. Had two quick stories on this segment today. This is technically a third, but we're going to say that to the end. Uh, for first and foremost, we have a new update on the MCU Blade film. As the director of the pilot episode of Lovecraft Country, Yan Damage will be directing, and Michael Starbury, who also won an Academy Award for uh, his writing on the show, When They See Us, he will pen the new script, and they noted that it's going to be a lot darker, grittier than the original concept was. So, uh, when how are you feeling about the new direction, the new staff, a part of the project, and uh, just kind of this, this reset after a little bit of the trouble that they had with some of the uh, departures in recent months? I don't know these two dudes, but this is either going to be their time to shine or they're never going to work again. Um, I'm really excited because I think I feel like, you know, diamonds, diamonds are built under pressure. I have great faith in them. And this is I think I'm excited because I don't know who they are. So this is going to be something new for me to see. Like, I think it's going to be something interesting. I watched the first episode of Lovecraft Country. I really, really enjoyed that show. Um, I only watched ever two episodes because I was watching it with somebody and then we just suddenly stopped. But anyways, <laughs> uh I think it's going to be, I think it's good. I'm happy to hear that the, the movie isn't scrapped and I'm happy to hear that there's more development because I feel like it, it wasn't too, too long ago where it got canceled or like scrapped or like, or actually delayed. What was, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but it was, I feel yeah, like it we, was a delay over a bunch of issues. The script was too short. There's, uh, there's so much yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. So I remember like that wasn't too, too long ago. So to hear that they have already established new people to, to lead it, it doesn't seem like they've given up on it and we might, it might not be that much of a weight compared to what we thought it was going to be. One hundred percent. Now, I'm not going to speak too much on the the staff writing because I I think that they you know they come from not the most experienced, but I think they have some good backgrounds and 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 where they come from. When they see us was again very very well a uh, well received show. Um, Lovecraft Country, of course, was as well. Um, I, I think more the direction though. So I guess it wasn't supposed to be as dark or gritty in the first version or iteration, and this one is supposed to be. I think we're on the right track already. Having a darker, grittier blade again, just I, I think that just helps the helps the cause of where we're supposed to go. I feel like it's uh, a much uh, I think it'll be a much better received depiction of uh, of blade. And I think my Master Hala Ali, like uh, I, 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 Mahershala, I think it's Mahershala. I got to pronounce that right. I'm sorry. But yeah, like I think he's going to have a better performance for it and where it fits. And I feel like it's also a good deviation from what we've done in MCU recently. Like I think Blade Blade, I think, would relish in a more darker, grittier tone. I know what I'm saying no, it, it kind of, kind of was in the original movies, like eh, like half and forth, more actiony than uh, than horror based type stuff. But I, I think this new direction that they're going in with that tone shift, I think that's gonna pay off. It's, it's gonna pay dividends. It's gonna pay dividends in the end. I feel like that's something people are really gonna be like, it's it's eye popping. People take their eyes to, and. It's going to set itself apart from the rest of the MCU and it'll still have all the MCU things, the setups, the other characters, blah, blah, blah. You can link them in with the, you know, the Ebony Blade or wherever that comes in and stuff. And that that can be a really good tie in. But I I'm just focused on the again, just what they're saying about the, the darker, grittier tone. And I think that's that's a good way to go, a much better way to go than, I guess, hopefully what was done previously. And hopefully that can translate into a good movie but take your time take your time please for the love of all that's holy or i will tax evade take your time yeah mm -hmm. and uh the last uh section right here last part of this section right here uh I, I don't think people are ready for this man this is this is this is real life history going down man a new project is coming from the director of 
that wild ass Winnie the Pooh blood and honey horror film uh, from earlier this year. And uh, it's time. It's time for a new uh, a new chapter. Uh, uh, it's called Bambi the Reckoning, where the formerly sweet and innocent deer uh, becomes a vicious murdering machine on rabies after his mom's got capped. So, I mean, how do we how are we feeling, man? After uh, after Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, we got Bambi the Reckoning. How do you feel about this? Man, I'm happy somebody's doing it. Like, I'm happy somebody's putting this to putting those copyrights to good use. Like, absolutely. Am I ever gonna watch this? Not a day in my life. But I'm happy that somebody's like, yo, we're able to use Bambi. Let's use Bambi. Like we're able to use Bro. Winnie the Pooh. Let's do this. That is hilarious. Uh, kudos Bro. to these. Somebody's doing the Lord's work, and I'm proud of them. Bro, ain't no way you got Bambi. He saw his mom die, and is the complete 180 from the Disney film. He's like, nah, nah, nah. Fuck that. I need revenge. I need where are the ops at. Where are my ops? And it just goes on a rampage. There's a big ass deer just capping people. Thumper in the cut, just you know what I'm saying, getting getting the getting the whole musk out. I'm about to say stinking people out. Like, come on now, this is crazy. This is crazy. But will I watch? Probably. I'm not gonna lie. For the for the meme, I still gotta watch this this Winnie the Pooh movie. I still have to watch this joint. But I, yeah. I will in due time. I will. Uh, but damn it, bro. I don't know if we need to lock it up or free more free, uh, um, a public domain IPs, bro. I don't know. I'm in. I'm, I'm in between two minds about this. All I want to see a 101 Dalmatians, but they're all like carnivores. Do it. I want to see everything. I, I want the, the the aristocrats that like kill people. Like do do it all. At this point, when oh life is too short, I'm dead. I'm dead, bro. I I do not want to see. But it might be hilarious. So I listen. I, I we're gonna have to find out. We're gonna have to find out. Mm-hmm. We got to see this one through, my boy. I see it through. Uh, anyways, moving through the rest of the stories on the pod today. So apparently, the Alien franchise may be getting a new pair of installments in its in its basically its whole series uh, with a whole brand new AAA uh, horror survival game, potentially taking inspiration from Dead Space and Resident Evil. Apparently, set for a holiday 2023 release window. Grain of salt. And there's also rumors swirling about a potential alien isolation sequel coming as well so i mean thoughts on all this um i'm seeing a lot of people dip into the horror game market and um i don't know if that's because of like i don't know why i don't want to say i don't know why but i remember like at one point we had like a huge surge in zombie games Mm -hmm. um correct me if i'm wrong but there was like a there was a like a couple years where all we did was play all we had were like zombie games getting released and like i don't know if that's because of i don't know if that's just like connected to like any kind of content creation but i have a feeling that like the the increase in horror games has been like correlated to the increase in people watching horror game related uh youtube videos yeah. so it's like yeah. i wonder if they're doing if they're just like trying to like if there's going to be a big surge of horror games to come for like the next two or three years mm-hmm. because i feel like we've had so many be either announced or coming out like we have callisto Ever. in dead space within a yeah. month like that's insane we, we didn't have something like this for a while Ever since the, the this is this has been a horror game renaissance. I'm not gonna lie. Like there's been so many like so many horror games coming out the woodworks and so many again different experiences. I think ever since when did the first Resident Evil remake come out? When did that first one come out? Oh my god, that was a while ago. Um, I feel like I feel like from there was like the first major seed of stuff popping back up, and it was like I I'm, I'm not sure if that was before or after Outlast two, but it was like that. It was like one drop, one drop, one drop. It felt like it was like drizzle before the rain. And now we're getting Alan Wake 2. We're getting all this stuff being announced and coming out in the next year or so. It's just we're in the middle of a, a literal horror game renaissance. And you know what? 
I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. It yeah. could be correlated to YouTubers. It could be correlated to all that. I'm not going to play half of it because I'm shook, but it is what it is. That's, that's none of y'all business. But I will say this. Alien does definitely have a place in this. And I feel like at, at some point down the line, somebody needs to rate all of these and see how they actually you know, stood up to the test and who were actually the best of this new, I guess, resurgent horror generation. Because uh, let's, let's keep it a stack. I ain't going to lie. If I had to put my money on somebody at some point, Alien might be one of those ones. Alien might be one of those ones. I played a good 40 minutes of Alien Isolation. I have not gone back since. That joint scared the life out of me, bro. It's a fantastic game. It's a fantastic game, and I'm not afraid to say it. I did play 40 minutes, and I did turn it off, and I did delete it. What? Now what? What, what you going to do? But I will say uh, Alien's been a, uh, again, a consistently uh, intriguing franchise. They had a couple of different spinoffs, like the Fireteam Elite stuff was actually pretty fun. Uh but I feel like now, again, definitely with the sentiment of the public going back towards we want those core horror experiences, I feel like this is a good time to dip back in that Alien Isolation bag, get a new AAA like survival horror experience, something like that. Because, again, they have all the tools that they need to, to pull something like that off. It's just uh, the funding and support, and they can really you know kind of shoot up that ranking to be one of the better, uh, yeah, I guess, horror adaptations or horror games that, that, that are coming out of this new wave, so to speak. Yeah, I definitely think that they they have they're in a good spot right now. I feel like the alien games we've kind of moved past the colonial marines era, and now oh, we're gosh. seeing a lot of a lot more people are interested in the franchise. As long as they're not, as long as they're putting out quality games, I could see them becoming a real playmaker in the in the space. One hundred percent, I I agree. Alien definitely. I would I would kind of if I if I had the strength to finish isolation, I would check out for this one. I don't know if I have the strength though. <laughs> I don't know I don't, if I, I don't I, have that we don't have whatsoever. the capacity. We don't have like, the capacity. I, I played that game one time on stream, and I was I was like, I don't need this in my life, bro, actually. Bro, like my heart rate was actually like it threw the roof. Like it was bad. It was I got I got such such bad of a rush from that. Not in a good way. It was it was disgusting. But anyways, uh, moving on to the next story here. According to the technical director of Respawn, uh, the skill based matchmaking model is set to change for Apex Legends. So, uh, of course, the previous uh, I guess setup was, uh, you know, you're kind of going into games based on the skill rating uh, on the highest rated person in your party. But now it's changing to something that we don't know just yet. So do you think this is a good change when uh, and what would you potentially change it to if you had the chance? Um, I think that this is a good change. I think skill-based matchmaking can really make or break a game. Um, the reason I say that is because, like, as somebody who plays the game casually, um, it sucks when I play with my friends who also play the game casually. And because, like, I'll play with, uh, let's say I'll, I'll play with, like, Cozy Chris and Charles, and, like, we go crazy, so, like, our, our my skill gets boosted up. And then I go play with, like, my girlfriend and our friends from college, and, like, none of us play this game consistently. I'm still in the same lobbies that I was in when I was, was playing with Chaos. Like mm. that kind of stuff is what uh really sucks is that I'm really not trying to sweat all the time. So if it's something of like a I'm going to combine um your everybody's MMRs and then we're going to like get the perfect level for everyone, then yes, this yeah. is absolutely what we need. But if it's something along the lines of like I don't like I don't even know. I just know that right now Pubs in Apex isn't fun, no matter who I play with, and that shouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% I agree. This is something that needed to happen for a long time. Honestly, again, you're killing most of the fan base by creating such a tight pool of, of, of skill-based matchmaking, I think. I I... I think the game would benefit from definitely a, a loosening of some of those, uh, some of those, uh, I guess, algorithms or whatever you guys use or whatever systems you use to 
figure out what who goes into what game with what competition. Um, again, case in point, it's simple, man. It's same point that Wen said. Like we go into these games and you're you're dealing with like th- like three different squads of pred trails you see coming off the coming off the shoot, and you're like, bro. I just want to. I just want to chill on a couple games. I just want. I just want to try and win a couple games. That's it. You can't even make it out your your whole drop area. You know what I'm saying? You're getting capped by most people who are playing this like nonstop, sweating their lives out. Like it to the casual audience and to to where most of the player base comes from. It's not sustainable. You know what I'm saying? And that's where numbers. I think that's that's one of the main reasons where numbers have dwindled because you haven't taken care of. The casual audience that wants to, you know, play this game more consistently and have it in a rotation, but they're constantly getting snuffed out by being, you know, again, again, incentivized to only be in either pubs or ranked. You're getting pushed to ranked. You're dealing with the same people you're dealing with in pubs. You know what I'm saying? And, and all you have is L- LTMs, and LTMs only last for so long, and you're just dealing with the hodgepodge. Sometimes you just want to play vanilla, but play often and have a good time. And you can't do that when when both ranked and pubs are filled with the same groups of people that you're running into. It's just not sustainable. So hopefully they they change it something a little bit more uh, forgiving and a little bit more open to where people have some more enjoyable experiences. Yeah, it's and it's yeah. sad because it's it took them this long to realize oh people are not having fun in our game, which is something that I feel like you should have you should be be aware of yeah. way sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like you know having fun in the game should be top of mind, but you know who who who's counting? Who's really counting? You know? <laughs> uh. Anyways. Uh, saw an interesting little article from the, the God of War director, Eric Williams, uh, God of War Ragnarok director, Eric Williams. Uh, he went on record this week to state that if, uh, you know, if Konami will be willing to, you know, sell, sell, give that license out, you know what I'm saying, let us have it for a second. Him and Sony Santa Monica would be really excited to make a Castlevania game. Now, again, Castlevania hasn't really had a full-fledged uh, AAA console game since, what, Lords of Shadow 2? But it, it was an interesting note. Now, I know, of course, there's nothing, you know, set in stone, not even a spe- not even speculation, it's just a funny thing. But, I mean, would Sony Sony Santa Monica be a good fit for Castlevania? I mean, if not, who would be a good fit for Castlevania? Because we haven't heard anything notable from this since literally the, the anime on Netflix or the show on Netflix. Um, I think Sony is probably one of the few people that could actually do it well. I think Sony, maybe Insomniac, um, they have really, they make really good um, mechanically sound games that are fun to play. Um mm-hmm. Maybe not, maybe not Insomniac, but I, I think that they could figure something out. It really depends on what what uh, the Wolverine gameplay is like. But anyways, mm, yeah. I think Santa Monica would be the best people to give it to, period, just because of like, I mean, just think of God of War combat. You could switch out the the Chaos yeah. Blades and give the and give Kratos a whip. And I think that it would play very similar. I think that would be an amazing game. Um, honestly, I don't know why Konami hasn't done this sooner. Um, maybe work out a very small deal, because even if even if all you do is give the license and say, I want a small percentage of the money back and you guys figure out the rest, you know, that game is going to sell. And if you're not, if you're not developing it, um, what are you losing yeah. out on here? Really? Facts. You take a little bit of a cut. That's it. Take your little, take your percentage and just, just chill out, bro. You got royalties off the name you get because you're selling units. So yeah, this is, this is the crazy thing for me. I'm like, bro, they, this is one of those times where I'm like, we don't really have to guess. They're the best people yeah. for the job. They really are the best people for the job. I'm not going to lie. Like, the again, the, the weight of combat, how they depict storylines and stuff throughout the God of War games, especially the last two, like, they have been consistent. Like, it, I can see literally how how a lot of God of War plays. Just throw that in a cat, like, an old-ass castle, put some vampires and stuff in there, throw a nigga named Alucard out there, and you're good. And you're good. Like, that's literally fine. Like, 
they have they've handled themselves to such a degree where it's not a far cry, especially for a game like Castlevania, where it has again it has a level of characters, it has a level of I guess combat lore and depth where what you know what the characters use and stuff like that. Like there's there's so much there that can be easily applied to um uh, Sony Santa Monica's formula that it's it, that's a no brainer for me. If there was ever a combo of a developer and a game series that hasn't been touched in a while to to team up and actually make something. This is probably the best one I've ever seen. And again, it hasn't been anybody putting the dots together or anything like that. This is somebody who directly came from the studio like, hey, yeah, we want that. We want we want Castlevania, bro. Put it put it in our lap, for real. So I hope, I, I really hope something like this comes to pass soon. I really do. This this would be, this would have, this would have people jumping. I'm not going to lie. Like, especially, and especially after Ragnarok, you know what I'm saying? That after the course of this, this game is done, I don't think it's really much like, you know, maybe this DLC coming, probably not. I don't know, but again, whatever that whatever they're working on next, I hope it can be something in a realm like this. Yeah, I think it would be a really sick game. Even I mean, like if God of War ends up becoming a trilogy, or mm. regardless, like if they, this could always be like after God of War, yeah. and it just doesn't make sense when if you're not going to use the, the license, might as well let somebody else use it. Facts, man. We need to have a a real conversation about some of these dope IPs that are just collecting dust. Collected dust, man. People need to really get a move on with, with some of that stuff, bro. But anyways, uh, you know, remember how we were talking about how, you know, Sony and uh, Microsoft going crazy, uh, doing all this telenovela bullshit? Uh, mm-hmm. There was a little extra add-on we saw this week as well. I know they've been going back and forth, but apparently this is news to us. But around the time that, uh, you know, this deal was getting announced and they were trying to figure out how to go about things, one of the first calls that the Microsoft team and Phil Spencer made was to Sony. And they apparently offered Sony a 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation with the intention, of course, to, to keep a multi-platform and not take it off. Now, Sony declined comment when people asked them about it, but like, I feel like there might be a grain of truth there. There might be a grain of truth in that. Uh, so, I mean, is this reasonable? How do you feel about this? What's, 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 what's going on? Um, it Truthfully, to me, really depends on is call of duty like what the deal was because you could offer me a 10-year deal but what am i giving up for it you're not just giving it to me for free you know you're not just doing this like why would you buy call of duty and then offer me a deal uh for me not to give you anything what's the point of paying for call of duty at that point you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so ultimately i feel like i want to know what's in the 10-year deal like what do they offer them or maybe it was something along the lines of like why do i need a 10-year deal for you to be on my system when it was always mm-hmm. on my system kind of thing. It could have been, I don't know if it's a pride thing. Um, <clears throat> I really would have loved to see what the deal, what the deal was. Like, I want to know what they offered. Yeah. I want to know how much money, maybe it was like a money thing. Maybe it was like, a, um, you got to put out a war on our shit. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I really want to know what, what, what entailed. Cause that would have been, that would be interesting to like, if you're, if Call of Duty ends up not on PlayStation in two mm-hmm. years or three years as an, as a system owner, I'm going to be like, yo, what, why can't I play Call of Duty? Why did you guys mm. say no to this type of thing? Mm-hmm. Show me the console facts, bro. Show me the console facts. I just want to know. You know what I'm saying? Show the fine print, baby. But I think um, in terms of at least the, the the duration, that's actually pretty reasonable of a deal to make. In terms of the duration, we don't know any of the details besides that. But I think that 10 years, literally out the, out the gate, they told you, listen, for a decade, 10 Call of Duties. We'll get it. We're going to make sure that we're, again, we're going to have it on your console. Because, again, we've gone through this a million times. We can go through it a million more. What good does a worldwide multi-platform selling franchise do when you cut off half its player base or a good portion of it and sell exclusively on another platform? 
maybe over time it might rectify itself, but the hit you would take immediately is is immeasurable. That's an immeasurable hit. And people are still very loyal to the, the, the piece of plastic that they own and not necessarily the game franchise. Of course, you'll have a lot of movers, but I don't think it would be enough to fully sustain, uh, you know, something something like that a move like that maybe it feels like around black ops 2 era you could make that argument be like yo yeah people would definitely move for this they would move right now because call of duty was white hot you couldn't touch them there was there was nothing you could do call of duty was the best franchise on earth at, at one point you know what i'm saying they were the biggest so it, it's it's a different it's a different it's a different ball game man it's a different ball game uh again we need to see the details of what's going on to really get a, a fine sense of okay was it reasonable for sony actually what were they giving up and i i would have a feeling i have a feeling that it wasn't too crazy it's like listen you just gonna like we're we're gonna have all mostly the same stuff but we're probably gonna do some of what you guys did and have some early exclusives maybe put some stuff 30 days early on the game pass and then sony was like nah son i'm, I'm not i'm not with that i i, I don't i don't i don't like it i don't like it i'm not here I'm not here for <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see in due time but uh it's just interesting to see how uh how how uh toxic of a situation has gotten you know what i'm saying and again years uh, maybe one or two years ago we thought call dude was like on its way out out the gutter but it's looking stronger than ever man stronger than ever you see how you see how they fight they see how they fighting over them you know what i'm saying yeah and it's funny because this is a, i don't even feel like this is a good year for call of duty i feel like it's been very uh, not mediocre, but it hasn't been like standoutish um, mm-hmm. as as I thought a Modern Warfare two release would be. Like mm-hmm. I don't really hear much about this game as as much as I did. Um, not Vanguard, but what was before Vanguard? Cold War. I feel like Cold, Cold War, War had a bigger input impact on like the new Call of Duties than than, than this one has. But I'm also not that too tapped into the into the yeah. <clears throat> into I, the I world like it, or field, I guess. Yeah, I I feel I feel like it might be like half half your timeline half of that because i feel like at first it went a little bit under the radar of course people you know posted their gameplays did their usual racket but again when i see them sales numbers and they're putting up record sales numbers breaking everything in history i'm like oh interesting i didn't know that yeah they, they that was their fastest call of duty release in history to break a record like they they're they're the fastest selling call of duty in history like nice it, you know what i'm saying <laughs> like people yeah. have been people have been on it and again warzone 2 dropped and i'm there i'm pretty sure there's like high ass numbers about warzone 2 like there's so much stuff about this call of duty in terms of sales but it just didn't in terms of like okay the hype around it and stuff like that of course it was a, a lot of hype and it's huge but now it's here i feel like it went maybe a little bit quiet with other stuff but it's still it's, it's still doing numbers i still have yet to play it so i'm not going like you know completely count it out and i gotta play it soon so like I, i'm not gonna say nothing too crazy but i will say maybe the uh the social buzz doesn't match what it actually is doing in terms of sales numbers and how it's hitting with the people. Yeah. No, that might yeah. be, maybe that's what it is. Cause I, I definitely heard murmurs here and there when it came out, but I haven't heard too much in, but I'm also not in that space really. So I, I could just be ignorant to it. Yeah. 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 But 100%, they definitely doing numbers, which is crazy. No, no wonder Sony finds so hard, baby. That's, that's my exclusive. Yeah. That's my exclusive DLC. I promise. And then when you think about it, it's like, that is a lot of people that wouldn't be buying a $60, $70 game on your yeah. system. It's kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. I'll be fighting hard, too, a little bit. But I, I'm just saying it's funny how it looks. That's all I'm saying. It's funny mm-hmm. how it all it's all unfolding. That's all I'm saying, bro. We need an episode of Mori where just, like, Xbox and PlayStation bro, like lay, lay out all their issues. And I need, I need the cameraman to come chase some of these people and say, you are not the exclusive owner. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Just, they'll, they'll dip off of shit. But yeah. 
<laughs> all right moving on to the penultimate story here uh so people have been ramping up uh basically like all they're tapping up of you know notable team ninja ips team ninja you know they've had some stuff of course over the recent years but uh at a, a panel at the g-star conference in busan south korea team ninja's president fumihiko yasuda uh, also the Neo 2 director shed some light on what the development teams have been working towards and he kind of set it plain up he had real intention and interest and is actively working towards the reboot of some big team ninja franchises in dead or alive and ninja gaiden now he didn't have any timetable or other news to share beyond that but he was very excited to let the people know that these ips are not dead just yet so I mean, how you feel about this, man? DOA and Ninja God uh, could be back at some point in the future. So it's really interesting because I think Ninja Gaiden, like, it's an amazing franchise, right? Uh, really, I played the first couple of games. I never beat them because when I was younger, those games were almost impossible for me. Mm. But I remember, like, the impact that it's had on the space has been truly something that you don't really see too often. Uh, especially for a game that honestly hasn't had a new entry in a while. I think the last Ninja Gaiden game might have been on like the DS. Like that's how yeah. old uh, Ninja Gaiden was, is. Maybe it was Ninja Gaiden three. It was it was a Ninja Gaiden Black. I think it was Ninja Gaiden three. But that was like and that was like almost a decade ago plus. Yeah, and honestly, I think if you were to release a Ninja Gaiden game right now, it would sell incredibly well. Mm. But on top of that, Dead or Alive, crazy franchise let's, let's let's not let's not act like like dead or alive isn't isn't anything isn't a little controversial it is very much is. a a product of its time is what i want to <laughs> say but i don't even think provocative. That that's necessary. provocative yeah, it, it gets the people going um <laughs> it's it's an amazing and it's funny because i've played this i've played dead or alive with panda like i downloaded it mm. and i remember we were playing it and it was fun. Like, it was actually a really fun fighting game. But, like, I really had to sit there and tell her, like, yo, just don't don't take this as, like, a... Um, don't take this as a... What's the word for it? A reflection of myself. Because... Yeah. That I, don't, game, I, I don't... I was just playing the game for the gameplay, all right? I don't condone any of these views. Yo, it was... It was literally just like that. Like, it was one of those, like... Oh man! And I give love... a safe harbor statement. He's like, <laughs> I deny like, full, I full liability. I don't, I don't condone the <laughs> character design or the choices. I, I, I think that it's a great game at its core, but hey, it's, I, it must be a cultural thing. Listen, you wasn't, you wasn't on that volleyball man. You wasn't on that volleyball man. That's crazy. I hey, don't know. <laughs> I, I was playing it to understand the mechanics. Okay, I wasn't sitting there. Like, I wasn't a big... I was just trying to... I can't say that I, I, I'm a fan or not a fan of the franchise unless I explore all the options. You know what I'm saying? Listen, my man Wayne said, listen, I, I, I'm i not saying I was supporting all the way, but I know what a dig is now due to the efforts of Dead or Alive, and I can understand volleyball way more because of it. And fundamentally, as a sport, volleyball solid. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to DOA. Shout mm -hmm. out to DOA. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I with you, son. I with you, man. I... I this is exactly what we we're talking about earlier. Like the franchise that have been collecting dust on some really great IPs that have just been dormant, 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 dormant. You know what I'm saying? I ain't played too much DOA, so I, I can't I can't speak on it so much. But Ninja Gaiden, 
Let me tell y'all something about Ninja Gaiden real quick. Ninja Gaiden would sell like hotcakes. It would sell like hotcakes, bro. I'm telling you, I feel like I I I had a real uh this this game almost brought me on the verge of tears as a kid. Ninja Gaiden Black, it it almost brought me on the verge of tears as a child. I'm not gonna lie. I tried to play it. I was getting my ass beat, but I have a, I have a very fond respect for this game. Cause I remember, I remember watching my brother play it all the time and stuff like this was a very, very uh, dope game. And of course it's a freaking, it's freaking Hayabusa, right? Like again, cool ass ninja doing a bunch of dope ass stuff. Like this is what dreams are made of. In my opinion, this is one of, this is one of my most underrated franchise that I've, that I've enjoyed throughout my life that again, it's been so long since there's something that came from it. This would do so well. And especially in a time where, the Soulsborne genre has gone wild. You know what I'm saying? It's it's going like rampant, and this is a very a, a very related, I guess, type of lane of gameplay, especially. But just again, the speed is kind of different. But I feel like people would enjoy that in the Soulsborne lane even more. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they would enjoy just as much as they do, you know, an Elden Ring, a Dark Souls game, because of the movement, because of the different tools you have as Real High Boost. So you know, it's maybe not as RPG ish. Uh, more so as you're again, you're you know, like you're actually with a character, you're role playing as that one character, Real High Boost. But, but I think that Ninja Gaiden just has, it's, it's just, it's such a good game, man. It's, it's such a good series, such a good IP and it doesn't deserve to be dead. It doesn't deserve to be dead like this. It doesn't deserve to not have, you know, actual support over the years. And we're well overdue for a game like that. Well overdue. That's one of these ones where it's fully deserved a ramp up, especially with how the markets move today. If a market can widely accept Elden Ring as such a cultural phenomenon and enjoy the difficulty, the challenge, the depth of uh, of all this stuff, if people can take to a Ghost of Tsushima and accept that stuff, why can't we have a marriage of the two, you know what I'm saying, in a sense, you know what I'm saying, or the OG or the grandfather of the two and mend those two styles and have a ninja guided in today's era? I, I think we should. I, I really think we should. So good on them to have that intention. Uh, it's it's really up to Team Ninja to make it happen. And I, again, they they seem to be very interested and very active working towards that. Uh, and I hope they do, man. Ninja Gaiden is going to, that's a banger right there. Dead or Alive too. I don't know how they're going to uh, remodel all that stuff out there, but interesting to see on the DOA side, but especially for uh, for um what's called Ninja Gaiden. Fan, it would be a fantastic site. That's all I got to say. 1000%. I would love to see it. I think that this, mm-hmm. this game is due for, for a new installment. Oh, no. What? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Much, much, much needed. All right. Let's keep it moving to the final segment of the day. If we can get our correspondent in here, mm-hmm. let's see if we can find him in time. But basically, y'all, uh, we're going to take a little bit of time out of this pod and kind of do half and half. We usually do these in separate episodes. But if you are now listening, it is time we're kind of a little bit of a spoiler cast on Wakanda Forever. That's right. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in the building. The camera has now changed. Let me go fix this while we're here. <laughs> if you are not willing to get spoiled, if you do not care about your own life, if you do not have sanctity over your own facilities as a MCU watcher, get the hell out of Dodge. Move. That's go somewhere. Please. I need y'all to, to, to dip out, bro. To be real, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you rate us five stars on uh on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just search up No Cool Down. We should be right there. But after you do that, go. Because we don't want to spoil you. We don't want to spoil you at all. At all. All right, we good? Yes, sir. I think so. I'm good on my side, yeah. All right, good to go. All right, cool. Going to move in uh, to the discussion about what kind of error. But before we do that, let's please uh, give a round of applause and a welcome our esteemed 
MCU consultant. The man himself is not a fridge if you don't got no sauce. Charles the sauce is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing, Charles? Oh, we good, bro. I appreciate y'all for having me. How y'all feeling, man? How y'all feeling? Listen, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Pretty Better now that you're here, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's been a little bit since you've been on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Since the last, uh, what, what was it? Was it? It was um um Multiverse of Madness, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah Multiverse of Madness, bro. I'm still tight. Yeah, I didn't like that whole other scene, bro. You and you and Ninjas didn't like that um the music scene, but that's that's still was, that's another thing. It's another thing for another day. Go another watch thing. the video if you want my response to that. I've already yeah. talked about it like seven times. <laughs> go go check go check that video, man. We'll talk with Chad on YouTube. Uh, but I mean, it's pretty much open season. I don't even have too much notes for this, honestly, man. We can talk about a couple of different things: the story, the cast, performances, slash characters. Uh, how Chadwick was treated, his presence in the film, uh, the MCU lore, the portrayals of stuff, next steps, standout moments. But let, let's let's kind of start with just the, you know the macro general impressions of what you thought about the movie, and we can transition to story. But let's hand it off to our correspondent first, Choss. Please kick us off. Um, initial thoughts. Um, I was thinking like, wow. I going into the movie, I was skeptical. Um, I wasn't sure if there was anybody who could carry the movie um with Chatwood's passing uh because he was very central to the of course the original black panther being the lead character but also just being a dynamic character within the entirety of the uh marvel uh, mcu uh, universe um whether it be civil war his 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 role there um he just placed himself everywhere and just did it in such a way that he became such a memorable figure within the cast. And so without there being a Chadwick Boseman to play Black Panther uh, to lead this movie, I I was a little skeptical, I will say. But I think that in Chadwick's unfortunate passing, everybody stepped the hell up. Everybody stepped up. Um, that movie meant something to them, and you can tell. Um and like even in his death, he brought so much to that movie that even if he was alive, he probably wouldn't have, um, if that makes sense. So I think that this movie was was great. And I I was wrong about a lot of things. I was wrong. And I'm glad to say I was wrong. So, mm. yeah, nah, I, I agree with you. Honestly, from my perspective, it's it's hard. You don't see a lot of movies these days just speaking on the, just how well they handled the turnaround let's be real like yeah, yeah again first and foremost movies if they have any type of liability on them like they would get cut stopped they would get reworked before anything even happened so they apparently yeah. again at the time the script was already finished by the time you know a chat was about to pass and stuff you know yeah. according to what everybody's been saying so they went through this huge loss and you would only expect, you know, kind of disaster. Things was things would kind of turn left because of all the readjustments you have to do, all the extra work you have to put in, all this. You have to adjust to life on set without the star to show and the person that you yeah. love so dearly. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, hard yeah. to take. That's hard to really adjust to and with. You know what I'm saying? But I can say this: out of every movie I, that I know of that has had to adjust, remake a new script, you know, just basically rebalance themselves after something happened. This was the best possible outcome. This was probably the best possible outcome given the circumstances of what happened. This was such a good story considering everything. It blended real life and it blended, again, uh, again, the MCU universe with the celebration of Chadwick and how people adjusted to it. The themes that they played on were very, very strong. I think 
there were some concessions that had to be made, which I think, in essence, they did, they did pay off for the most part. Again, there's not going to be, uh, to me, as much action in the film as, as the first one was, but there was definite reason for that, and there was definite, you know, build up to certain things in it. Um, just, just how everybody stepped up, man. Like, literally. It's like, I, I see what you're saying in that point. Like, because if Chadwick was still here, I feel like everybody would still be good, but they wouldn't have taken it to that level. Yeah. They, they, they acted as if, they acted because they knew there was there was more at stake on this. There was there was yep. more to really honor and revere with that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's the yep. unfortunate yep. circumstance of what it was, but they put their heart and soul into it because they knew that's how they had to send off Chadwick. That's how they had yep. to send him off. That's how they had to honor his name. You know what I'm saying? That that in essence, it was such a it was a roller coaster, man. It was a roller coaster, bro. I ain't I ain't, I came in front. I was laughing my ass off at some points. I was choked up like. Very few movies, and again, regardless of the circumstances, very few movies can execute that as efficiently yeah. as as yeah. Wakanda Forever yeah. did. And I feel like they did that. They 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 struck a really good balance. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. They struck a really good balance between pulling you out of those sad moments, pulling you out of those heavy moments, but still, again, it, when it when it was time to really acknowledge the elephant in the room and go straight, you know, headfirst into the controversy, headfirst into those moments that you know put you on the edge of your seat or kind of made you breathless or you know even made you sad they did not shy away from that because that's a real part of life that was a real part of the mcu so again hats off in general to what it was going on but again the general thoughts when so i completely agree with you guys when when all this stuff happened that movie on paper should not have been good um i didn't yes. expect i didn't expect that that to be a good sequel i was walking in there with the full intent of being like if this shit is ass, I'm going to keep it to myself because it is very much like something that I thought, like I was, I literally was like, if this movie sucks, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to be like, oh, you know, I watched it. I thought it was, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I can say that I don't have to not talk about this movie. It was actually very, very good. Um, from the beginning to the end, you could definitely tell that it was very much a lot of love in it. Even on, even from the side that I wasn't expecting the love to be there. Like I, mm -hmm. I know how much uh, Marvel cares for their characters and cares for their people but i genuinely wasn't expecting like that much fucking love and it was and it was something that they didn't shy away from which i thought was beautiful because like any other movie could have just been like oh well we're just gonna kill the character off you know like any and it's funny because like i remember like this is like a weird example but i remember watching mamma mia 2 um with my girlfriend <laughs> and that is a uh spoiler alert but uh Meryl, Meryl Streep is not in it and I think that's who that who, Damn it, who wait, is. she's not <laughs> like and, Shit. That, and it's such a Bullshit. it's such a funny movie because that's like she is she is the character in that movie and like when she mm. passed it was kind of like sad but like mm. you would have thought that compared to what they did for like Chadwick it it was like damn maybe you guys need to step up to this level because mm. this is a real passing like, I feel this shit um yeah. and even if you're not a huge fan of uh, Chadwick Boseman or even if you weren't even tapped in I feel like um, the only like I feel like if you were to watch this uh, in 20 years or in 30 years where like the conversation about Chadwick Boseman is like a, lot, a little bit more died down or people maybe maybe we're not talking about Black Panther at the time um, I hope that's not the case but like mm -hmm. if you were to watch these two movies watch Black Panther 1 and then watch Black Panther 2 you could tell like the heart behind it you could feel the sadness the mm -hmm. only thing that sucks is that like I hope people are around to tell that story because there's no way of like, if I was to show my kid Black Panther one and then show them two, like the younger generation might just be like, 
what the fuck? Why is he not there anymore? Mm. And if they didn't understand why the fuck he's not there anymore, they're definitely going to see it as like, this movie's like, whatever. But it's but the beauty behind it is that I feel like with the amount of effort they put in to making uh, Chadwick a part of the story, um, there's no way you can watch this and sit here and think that this person left the film or left or whatever because they wanted to. Like, you you mm. feel yep. that. Yeah. It's like everybody was like kind of lifting them, lifting Chadwick in the movie. Like you feel this person's connection to every single character. That was that was yep. pure. That was that was memorial in movie form. If I ever saw it, that was oh, yeah. how you. That was how you revere a person in 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 any way, shape, or form in a movie. Like someone that was so yep. integral to the story, they made it feel like again. Yeah, like it was because it was it, to them it was real and to, to me it was it was real how they honored him bro that went beyond just the the limits of an mcu that was them mm-hmm. celebrating their friend that was a celebration yeah. of him for most of that movie and, it was a celebration of him and like to speak on um what wins point uh about the mama mia um they could have went any amount of routes they could have put somebody in a, a black panther suit not take off the mask and then have them take some random javelin to the heart or some shit. Mm. And yeah. that would have, that would have been in my, in my opinion, that would have been disrespectful to Chadwick. And I'm glad Ryan rewrote the script in a way to not only emphasize his importance in the movie, but on each, every, each and every person on the set cast crew, whatever, like he was put into the movie. Like, put into the movie, just written into mm-hmm. the movie. Chadwick is in those pages. And yep. the way that they wrote him off, I think, like you said, is the most masterful way that it could have been done. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, hats off to Ryan and them, like, for that, yeah. like, to be honest, because that That's was great. Cra- That's crazy. It wasn't even like, it's like, damn. It's like, you just, you just wrote real life low key. It's like, damn. She was, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it was on his heart. That that's something that's something you can't like think of and conjure up. That's something that's on your heart, bro. Like, unfor- it's the unfortunate part of the situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? T'Challa dies from a uh, you know a disease he didn't tell Shuri about in time to construct a fake heart for, or the or the artificial you know what I'm saying like uh, ancient herb. Like, yeah, that's that's tough. But that was the part of the reality of the situation. That's part that's yeah. derived from what what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's it's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. It's poetic. It's fitting. That's that that was yeah. really. In terms of that, it was really that. It was it was so it was so apt. It was really really fitting for that. But again, just speaking oh, on yeah. generally, Ch- Chadwick was revered in the best of ways from start to finish throughout that movie. And again, I'm glad that they executed it the way they executed it. it didn't do no CGI, no hologram, no Paul yep. Walker Fast yep. and Furious yep. type yep. bit. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? Yep. To have somebody yep. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Paul yes. Walker and stuff like that. But I I don't want to see his silhouette and nobody's brother or nothing like that doing bro, that. I don't. Bro. It's it's weird. You know what I'm saying? No Tupac hologram concert, bro. bro. Like the. You know what I'm saying? That was Please such a slap in the face. I'm yeah, sorry, you can man. you can respect the dead in better ways than that. You know what I'm saying? You can show love in other ways than that. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it's it's a difference. It's a difference, man. But they they showed it, bro. Like it it felt. Like I don't want to liken the situation, but it was like a, it was like a lion kick type thing, bro. He was in the brush of the wind. Like you, they painted that story so well that you like he dead ass was like he was that change in the wind. He was that person, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this that 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 feeling. The feeling was there, you know what I'm saying? His presence was there. His spirit was there in a certain way without him physically being painted in whatever way, even though he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, that that was fantastic how they depicted him. But we can uh, switch gears a little bit. Just talking about the story. The story in general, you know what I'm saying? Of course, just to give the general premise here, 
Uh, of course, it's after the passing of T'Challa. You know what I'm saying? Open, it does a real cold open to T'Challa's passing. It was like, I'm not going to lie. That's the that's the only time I will ever see that in a movie theater. I, that I saw a, literally an eight-minute an eight minute moment of silence. An eight-minute moment of silence, bro. People were quiet from the start of the movie to like like maybe a few minutes after the burial scene. A few minutes after the funeral celebration. Like that was that was it was quiet. Like you could hear a coin drop. And I was like, bro, that's such a masterful way. And also again, just the raw emotions of the moment. It's like hard. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. you could hear people sniffling a little no, bit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, was hearing sniffles. Sniffles. I was hearing them sniffles. So I was like, bro, I my my brother was trying to say something to me. I was like, yo, yo, sh- not now, not now, bro, not now. He was trying to like tap me on. Sh- I was like, nah, bro, I'm, I was caught up. I was caught up right there. Mm-hmm. I felt that in my chest, bro. That was like Vic's vapo rub on me. Open me right up, man, bro. Right in the open to five. I was like, damn. It, that's it, real. That's real. There was like the, that that opening sequence. <sighs> eerie silence. Yeah. Eerie silence, man. <laughs> it was. It was the. It was the literally the most intense like sadness, grief. That you could yeah. feel. I'm like, that was yeah. that was masterful, but also very, very sad. I felt I yeah. was pure sad boy hours. Oh my gosh, that was pure sad boy hours. But <laughs> all right, just going through the just giving the general highlights, then we can go into what you guys liked and didn't like about the story. Again, from there, we kind of uh, go through a bit of a sequence about how we were re- the world's kind of reacting to the child's death, uh, talking about some of how you know different world powers are trying to get their hands on. Uh, a lot of vibranium and stuff. Uh, you know, Queen Ramonda ends up at the UN. She kind of, she get that what for to everybody in the UN talking about, yeah, be yeah. my guest. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be so gracious next time, my boy. We're not going to be so gracious. You know what I'm saying? She caught people behind enemy lines and stuff. Uh, there's a lot of couple of cuts to a different uh, areas. We get introduced to, you know, of course, Namor and Talakan, the people of Talakan and stuff. Uh, starts to enter more of a conflict. Then we uh, had to deal with the scientist, uh, which ends up being Riri Williams, who constructs a device that can actually, you know, I guess, scan or detect vibranium in the oceans. Uh, lots of different plot points. Uh, a lot of Namor backstory. Uh, th- thoughts about war. More stuff. We can get into more of that stuff, but it's hella shit. What's going on, Wayne? <laughs> I, I think Namor is probably, like, as of right now, the coolest villain I've seen from Marvel in a while. Like, I I love Thanos. Thanos was, that motherfucker was dropping bars. But, like, Namor was, like, a different level He's... of a character. Like, yeah, like, it was just, it was just interesting to see, to see his portrayal. I also, like, was fully expecting Namor before, like, I saw, like, the cast mm-hmm. reveal to be, like, a white dude. Like, I didn't, I oh, never yeah. expected, oh, I never yeah. expected oh, them yeah. to be, This like, was the, this was the best switch they could have made ever. Yeah, like, Mayan, like, that, like, that was, that was awesome. Like I was like, this is literally the coolest fucking iteration of Namor, and I don't even really know Namor like that. But now I'm, I'm actually fucking interested in the character, and that's what's crazy mm-hmm. is that like I literally have read comics with Namor in them and be like, bro, shut up. Where's when can we get move on? And now I'm like, damn, now I kind of want to see the comics, but I know that I don't know if it's gonna be this fucking Namor, but no, nah, Namor was fucking cool. Um, as a, it was funny watching that, like, I, as a, as a like seeing the representation is very very. It just it just it feels right like it just feels like such a cultural moment of like Facts. this is cool as hell to see like my like you're seeing minds like IRL essentially like there's something it's something it's a culture that we don't really ever talk about. I remember growing mm. up and like being in middle school and hearing about the minds and the Incas and the Aztecs mm. and like I used to like during like my free writing I would write stories about like somebody in this area because it's like we don't talk about it we just talk about like, these yeah. cool forgotten cities. And then the Spanish came and fucked it up. And then we kept moving. Like, I was like, man, yeah, fuck that. We go back to, like, the cool cities of gold and shit. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing to see that 
because now we get to see we get to experience a world where that culture essentially now we're obviously the the atlanteans aren't fucking like uh well obviously everything is spoilers but the the atlanteans aren't coming out and making a, a civilization on earth anytime soon where everybody knows them but like seeing seeing mayan culture in like the 21st century or the 23rd mm. century or whatever is actually going to be something really exciting that i would love for them to like play around with even if it's something along the lines of like how does this culture affect the wakandan cultures because maybe maybe the atlanteans start trading with wakanda maybe we see more like that that area in 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 the movie where like that big flood happened that could easily be a trading city now with with the atlanteans or even some of them might be maybe live on land i don't know where this can go but it's only up and i was a huge fan of what they did to namor to not make him just uh aquaman with black hair and kind of yeah a dick. yeah uh I, yeah, with, with get... feathered uh feet yeah exactly <laughs> yeah facts feather feet was fantastic touch by the way i'm sorry that joint was hard oh, i don't oh, care no. that joint was hard. Love, cold oh my cold. god i yeah, loved I don't even need I no trailer. I loved it. I was, I was going to say let's transition to the characters, but yeah, we already did. Let's talk about it, man. Namor was fantastic, bro. Fantastic. Charles, go ahead. Please, please. You, you um, were teeing up. You were teeing up. Namor was absolutely spectacular. Um, on the end, so I will put him and Thanos on opposite ends of the spectrum, whereas both are amazing. Thanos is an individual who I feel like we will never get to actually fully understand as a character because they are so godlike, because they are so enamored with power, um, not only being an alien, but just being... And, of course, they're, they're dead because Marvel likes to kill their, their yeah, villains. But, mm. but Namor felt very personal. Like, he did yeah. everything by his own hand. He didn't rely on any fancy powers, uh, reality warp, or anything like that. He was very much so in your face he gave you motive he gave you uh desire passion everything that we could have wanted from a a a i'm not even calling him a villain from uh antagonist. complex antagonist. antagonist yeah from an antagonist he gave us like he he even gave us moments of like vulnerability weakness he seemed very much so human even mm -hmm. though and he, given background yeah. story like yes yeah. my people were human but we evolved we went into the sea um my mother died because of these conquistadors and now i hate all of humanity i i feel for him i'm like he's not wrong <laughs> fuck the colonizers <laughs> and, and, like fuck them and it's honestly to me kind of like crazy to see like how so similar the wakandans and the um talakanians i forget mm -hmm. what they were called yeah. um how just so similar they are when it came to um colonization um the uh, telecons they went into the sea uh um the wakandans wrapped themselves in invisible barriers so that no one else can find them um in federal defense so essentially fear of the outside how they came together but they were still opposition to each other mm. that 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 in, in, in it of itself i was like oh this shit is fire bro yeah. it's just like just like how they both view the same thing just so drastically different like telecon and namor they were like we're going to war and then Wakandians are like, we're just going to hold everything to ourselves and let nobody get it because we know that no one's responsible. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Namor them like, oh, no, they're, they're very, uh, i.e. the humans and Riri, they're capable. And in order for us to live in a place where we want and in a safe manner, we're just going to kill everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's, and it's I can't be mad at them. And I can't be mad at them. So it's like they wrote a great, a great antagonist. Like from from start to finish, fantastic. 
Facts. Uh, I will say this. Um, definitely um, in terms of opposition to the main characters and opposition to the protagonist, him and Thanos are in the same ballpark in terms of the MCU. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. In terms of that, I, I think how they were portrayed on screen. You, of course, you didn't get too much of Thanos' origin, but I feel like thought out characters, you got it intention, after, pisses me off, yeah. Impact and just level of you felt you felt the energy shifted when they was on screen. I'm sorry, energy shifted when they was on screen. Namor's entire like like the whole depiction of his story, how again it just spawned from innocence. But you again again clear cut delineation of a clear cut description of how he is how he is now again and of course like the like namor like no love line that that was hard to me i ain't gonna lie say say what you will like the way he said it to me he said namor he said no love for the service world i said damn you right man let me get in the water bro i don't like these niggas too bro. i don't like him either i don't like him where my floaties at bro where my floaties <laughs> nah for real but he had he i think he had a really fantastic uh just just the performance. Although, like, yo, Tena Cuerta is fantastic. Literally, utterly fantastic, man. Oh, I think. And, and with English not yeah. being his first language. Oh, my Facts. God. The way he, again, the way he told the line, again, it being an antagonist, but also he's like, listen, I, I feel for you. Coming from where we're coming from, again, in those conversations he had with, you know, with Shuri and stuff like that, coming from where we're coming from, we're kind of hidden from the world. We just want to protect our people. We're, we're both after the same goal. But rest assured, if you step wrong, your whole people was out of here. You're gone. You, you've you never felt this yeah, pressure man. like that, bro. The way he pulled up on Ramonda and Shuri in the wild. Like, how did you get in here, bro? Like, man, we know. I know how to get in here, bro. Let's, I know the waterways. I know around the, I know around the block. And me and Ronnie talk every day, bro. I've been around here, man. Yeah, like, Ronnie. what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Ronnie, I'm crazy. Just the, just the level of just uh, th- that first scene when he pulled up again did when he pulled up on Ramonda and Shuri it was just it was it was it wasn't even loud nothing was loud it was quiet but it was menacing you felt the pressure as soon as he came on you know what i'm saying as soon as he came into the frame you felt the pressure of him being there and as the story unfolded as he got his own segment to explain where he came from where it was you gained a lot more appreciation for his character but they never not for once never spared the level of danger that he is they never yes. downplayed or watered down, no pun intended, the level of danger <laughs> that he actually is from scene to scene in that movie. Yeah, he was a yeah. threat. He was a threat. And again, Ryan Cooler was talking about it, like, you know, in an interview. He was like, yo, like, like in essence, this guy is basically, we wrote him like he, we wrote him like he's the strongest Thor kind of, you know what I'm saying? In, in his way, how he is, like he's built up as strong as like Thor type stuff. Like, we want him to have that level of impact. And it was, it was fantastic, bro. The way there was that scene where, again, the, the Tyler Khan, like they, they all uh, invaded the city. They all pulled up on the city, and then was, Mbaku tried to pull up on him. Mbaku got folded, son. He got folded. Got his chest he, came he, got, he got <laughs> folded. My that man, man got. <laughs> my man got. My man. My man. Namor folded him one time, and then hit the little juke step on the damn lasers, and got everybody out of there in the ships, like in in five seconds flat. And the level, right. of, the level of danger and respect they gave to the character. Oh, throughout yeah. the movie you know what i'm saying it felt really good i think i think Hold it on. was it was uh, what sorry sorry like speaking of respect you know like mm. 
They do not call him general <laughs> or <laughs> king. They call him Kukulkan, <laughs> the feather serpent god. Why? <laughs> that is the hardest bar in the whole movie. Bro. I am sorry, bro. Listen, that joint is can, crazy. We can also we, we'll come back around to it, but also Winston Duke was fantastic. This movie, Winston Duke oh, was yeah. one. Baku was yeah. elite in this movie. Elite. Uh, yes. Again, as did all the cast, but the specific standout for me personally was one of them was was definitely him. I'm sorry, I'm I'm using that line all the time. You ball headed demon. I'm I'm using you that all the time. Demon. <laughs> I'm using it all the time. I need me. Hey, no, let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, 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 no. I think what's the dude had a great performance. But again, with respect to everything, like even how again, it just it, they really meant, mended and and kind of welded that relationship between yo. Listen, we're both kind of. On the same side, we're in a similar situation, but best believe I'm going to do what I can to protect my people. At the end of the day, he's a protector and he's going to do it by any means. And he sees that the means that he goes through most often involve violence. He's pulling up on whales, orcas, seals, whatever he needs to get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was wonderful how that and the whole encampment of his people got set up, bro. Like the way they were established was fantastic. And I can't wait to see how he's portrayed in, in more MCU in, in more MCU movies, man. But it, it was it was great. But um uh I wanna I wanna kinda talk about what, what were some of y'all favorite scenes from the movie? What were some of y'all favorite points of the story, just in general? Hmm. Um I for think it's sure. the last go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh for sure my favorite scene of the whole movie was uh Namor declaring war, like coming down onto the throne like that that scene was like i i love the whole thing i there's i think that's the one that stands up the most to me because that's one of the few ones that i'm like i really once it goes on disney plus the, that's the first thing i'm re-looking at it's just mm-hmm. like coming down like with the with the head with the headdress all of it was sick and yeah. i was just like this is fucking hype like i didn't feel the i always felt the threat but it was never I always felt the threat mm-hmm. of, of Namor, but I didn't feel the threat of the underworld until I saw, like, mm-hmm. everybody. Like, and it's the, the, yeah. the whole my mind, team. The thing that's crazy about it is that sound doesn't travel far underwater. But nope. It was nope. you down there. And, and, yep. you heard, and you heard when his voice was just echoing. And I'm like, Every, it was scary because you're just like, yo, I, you're not, there's no way you can survive yep. this. Every, yep. every, thre- every thread of that movie really gave respect to that character. It showed you how yes. powerful that man was supposed to be in every little nook and cranny. Like that, like that. Even like the sound, I'm like, bro, like none of them even speak that loud. It's only <laughs> him that's like, yo, bro. he's yeah, echoing. He said it stuff out like the PA system. I also, to, 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 to add on to that, the fact that they interweave the legends of like sirens into the yes. telecons. I was oh, like, oh, oh, oh my god. god. Now, now hold on. We can take oh, a quick detour real quick. Oh, that first man. scene on the ship. Yes. The first yes. scene on the frigate. Yes. Oh yes. but yes. I was I was genuinely like unnerved, bro. I'm not gonna lie. An MCU movie has not done me like menacing. that ever. It was menacing. An MCU movie, MCU movies have never done that to me. They will never ever do that to me. Honestly, probably again. They've never got me that bro. shook. I heard Bro. the sound, and then people just started walking. Up. I was like, "Yo, what?" And it, it, as soon as it hit me in the head, it clicked. I'm like, oh, "They do a siren thing!" Ah! Yes, it, bro. Yes, yes. It was. 
I don't Brilliant. understand how you managed to meld men so many different emotions into it, bro. It was that was genuine fear. That was genuine yes. fe- fear and just everything, bro. It was fantastic how they did that. I bro. had goosebumps throughout that whole first scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, he really was... just wow. Got them right, jumping man, off. They this own man ships. Ryan is him. Ryan, Ryan is him. <laughs> Henson. He's him with the Hemi Neutron. Like, stop playing with him, bro. Stop it. That is like, crazy. That, that whole the direction of the whole thing was great, bro. It was just great. Yes. That first, and again, with you didn't even see, like you didn't see them for a good two minutes. You didn't see yeah. anybody for a good two minutes. Just uh, they, yeah. they all started jumping out the water. You know what I'm saying? So as soon as somebody look out, all of them gone. I was like, my jaw yeah. dropped when that when all of them dropped under the water at the same time. I was like, nah, yeah. bro. They not playing. Yeah. They don't smoke. Yeah. They came out, yeah. they came full court press immediately. Yes, and that's sir. a lot. They just humans. Yes, They're just humans, sir. guys. Come on. Yes. It, sir. Insane, bro. But yeah, this wonderful depiction of Talakon. <laughs> bulletproof. Bulletproof, man. But you but you know what's crazy though? Like when you really think about it, their bodies have been so conditioned to withstand so much Heat underwater pressure, pressure yeah. that they're literally physically stronger than we are. And it's like sense. they don't eat. And, and the crazy thing is the, the Talakans weren't even mutants, but they're just bulletproof. Mm-hmm. They healed faster. It's like, yeah, what do we do against this? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to hold the L, bro. You just got to hold the L. My gotta G, I go lie. And also, and also, and also, uh, Namor did say in the movie he was a mutant. So I, a I mutant, yes. he, he dropped, yes. he dropped a little. He dropped a little. He said, I was a mutant of my people. I was you like, you know what I'm saying? I hear it. I hear it. Got you, boy. Got you, boy. Yeah, no. Um, mm. I think my favorite part of the movie is something that not necessarily doesn't have anything to do with the movie, but mm. it 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 gives something to to come. So I think my favorite part of the uh the movie was closer to the end when he was speaking to Namora, or she was speaking to him when he mm. uh, accepted uh Shuri's treaty to peace. Mm. Yeah, and he was talking about, oh, you like you you're, you're not seeing the big picture. Like they're gonna need us one day. But I didn't see. I didn't uh, take that as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that as in yeah. their moment of weakness. We're gonna be there. Like yeah. we, we are, we're, we're strong. We're powerful. We know about our enemy now more so than we did before, and they're gonna regret it. They're gonna regret calling on us. That's how I took it. And yeah. I, I was speaking to a lot of people who were saying like, "Oh no, like he lost. So therefore, like he's like, oh, I see the error of my ways. Now we can be partners." No, <laughs> no. Yeah. You're telling me you're telling me the feather serpent god is okay with being allies with someone who burned him in the back. All right. Okay, yeah. cool. That moment in itself, I got chills because I'm like, he's playing the long game. Because like we haven't seen that. We've seen it with Thanos, but I don't really count that as the long game. That's like, not really the long game. It's just that's long not the, that, that wasn't that wasn't that there was no there was no direct input of him being right. at the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Besides the right. one little cameo, he just had people. Right. He was running exactly. pawns, and then he then he stepped in the game right. later on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like and that's, yeah, facts. That's not facts. the same thing. Exactly. So like he's playing the long game, and that in my mind makes him as dangerous as he was before. Because if you have someone who learns their mis- learns from their mistakes and then comes back better. Oh man, problematic. You know, problematic. You, know, you don't even uh, know when he's gonna come back either. You don't and know. You know. And you don't it, know. It, the next time they call him, maybe he's gonna be an ally. And you're like, okay, maybe he's still playing the, the long game or he changed his heart. Like they they mm-hmm. they found a way to keep a villain a villain around, around right. or a threat yes. around without yes. killing, killing right. them off or like making them on a yep. different planet. 
you know, maybe yep. you know, maybe around the right time, you might find you know a, a licensed a, a licensed person. You know, what I'm saying a doctor of some sorts to come help him when they you know find the right time to get in there and figure some stuff yeah. out. Somebody who knows yeah. the lands. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. hey, maybe hey, maybe they might stick close hey. to the count. Something like that. I don't know. Hey, I don't. I don't know. Because if Doom pull up and he asks, now if they. Nah, listen. Let me not. Let me not go there. Let me not go there yet. Hey, let me not go stop, there stop, yet. Because you're gonna get me excited. That's a different phase. It's a different phase, my boy. It's a different phase. Stop. Yeah, just, just, just stop. Yeah. Just stop now. So, uh, just to, just take a little bit of a detour now. Um, so again, there was certain parts of the story where, again, like Everett Ross was called back in, and he had a certain callbacks, and then uh, they had uh, what's it called, Valentina. <sighs> Uh, you know, Valentina, of course, she, she again from Falcon and Winter Soldier. She had her presence. How did you feel about those scenes? And you know, I I feel like that was more more so just MCU general setup. And then there was, of yes. course, Ross was involved with that stuff. But how did yes. you feel about that? Those parts in the movie and how the interplay was between that. So I'm actually very, 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 very happy that there wasn't any grandiose white savior here in this movie. Um, I'm very happy that Ross was not given um more than he could bear um in this scenario. I, I'm glad he took a back seat. Um, this is an internal Wakandan situation. Um, yes, you give us information, but that's about it. Like you are not involved in any way, shape, or form. You're not coming here killing Namor in the last minute to save us. Oh, uh <laughs> helpless Wakandans. Like you are there solely solely for information and i enjoyed that um him and um what's her name again um, yeah, valentina valentina yes uh them being in a relationship was kind of weird to me uh, i was like oh yeah that's my ex-wife i'm like oh yeah. okay i all guess right. all right this, cool all right. All right. we yeah. have to have some connection somehow as mm. to why they're working together um but yes definitely just more you know dropping breadcrumbs letting you know there's going to be a setup somewhere um but i'm just glad he didn't come save the save the day that's all <laughs> hi hi key wish um he wasn't there like i was just watching it i was just like i was watching the, the whole time and i was just like at the end where like all the all that his use was uh was getting information to wakanda like that was really the majority of the use of that person just being like hey by the way the time Clock's ticking, but that could have been handled without even having that com- communication. We could have just seen a scene where people were like, what's happening? And like mm-hmm. not have him calling Wakanda. Um, I kind of just felt like when I was watching that, I was like, is this how they're going to get me to watch these TV shows so that these little scenes make me hype? Because like, I don't really care. And I don't think I'm going to care. I'm not watching whatever the fuck I need to watch to figure out who this lady with the Damn. purple stripe is. I'll watch a YouTube video about it. I was just like, I was just like, man, I get it. Like I, I get making me want to watch these shows. Mm. But if I but I feel like you guys added this in just for that. Like I feel like there was no need for these people to be here outside of the fact that like you want to give like you want to reward the people who've been watching Winter Soldier and things like that. And would it have made the better mo- the movie better if they weren't there? It would have cut down on the screen time. Like I don't I don't and I just yeah. don't think that they were necessary. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. And definitely, I'm but not going to lie. Screen time for him means more screen time for somebody else in the cast. And I think yeah. that would have been a lot better. And, and there's somebody yeah. who I feel like needed way more screen time because I wasn't mm. a fan of them. And like I was watching this 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 shit and I'm just like, bro, I don't give a fuck about these two. Yeah, did, did we smash last night? You guys were 45. Can we can we <laughs> speed this along and you're going to arrest them or you're not going to arrest them? Like, come on. Like, I, don't, I don't care what you guys did last night. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah no, you're not wrong. Again, one part of me is like, oh, shoot, they was they was in, you know, she was in that other show. So she's like in the government now. She's definitely going to be involved in Captain America for sure. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, she's she's already with the ops. You know what I'm saying? She's already with the other other bullshit in, in, in Captain, yeah. the next Captain America. We already, that's that's a fact. It's double confirmed she's in government now. Like, or at least she's in a higher government position. Or at least she changed it from the other one. Whatever. That's by the by. But. I, I would say that, yeah. I mean, it, it was cool to have Ross just because of, again, his connection to T'Challa and stuff. Yeah. So at least have him there yeah. for a quick yeah. scene. You know, at least to give him information or whatnot. I think that was that was, that was was fine. Again, he pro- he made a promise. He made a promise to T'Challa to, to watch after Wakanda and watch they back. So I'm not mad at that. Uh, but yeah, minimizing their screen time probably would have been cool. Valentina there was a little bit extra, but, you know, it is what it make is. Make it an after credits thing. Like, yeah. make it at the end of the credits. He's like, yeah. well, I'm happy you guys figured that Wakanda situation out. Then he walked into his office and she's sitting there like, well, 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 you've been busy or some shit like yeah. that. If, like, if it, if it isn't my ex-wife, like yeah, what? Or something, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that would have been, that would have given me yeah. all the information I got out of those yeah. 30 yeah. minutes of them talking. Yeah, could have, could have, could have packed it into a, a whole post credit. People would have been like jumping out of their seats still a little bit, like, oh shoot, yeah. Speaking, speaking of Loki, like in credit, post credit, um, I'm kind of glad that they didn't, uh, solely because this fact, this like was a memorial for, uh, yeah, Chadwick. Actually, yeah. I'm glad they kept it focused and didn't yeah. say. All right, we know you're sad, but here's the next. Yeah, like, nah, like, that's all. That's I'm, also I'm that's also they, true. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad the, they did the it. The context that of that, you know, we jump in all over the place, so why not? Let's get right. Let, let me get to it, bro. Yeah. Let's go. We're gonna jump forward a little bit to this post credit, man. Uh, oh. yeah, you damn right. I'm jumping forward to this post credit. <clears throat> so, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're still here. You're insane. Oh. But let's let's talk about it, man. Uh, Shuri, you know, at the end of the movie, of course, she is the Black Panther. She's the new Black Panther. Uh, you know, at some point she did recreate the heart-shaped herb, so she's the Black Panther. We can also talk about her arc and how certain things went down with them. But uh, she basically is uh, back in, in Haiti or Haiti uh, with, with Nakia. You know what I'm saying? Nakia is apparently she's been, uh, you know, just working with the school and stuff over there. She's basically been away from Wakanda for the past six years. She did not go back after the snap. She did not go to Ch- T'Challa's funeral but there was some reasoning behind that because she sit she sat down with uh, Shuri and Nakia said that hey somebody I want you to meet and the little boy comes out from back behind her and pulls up and he says his name is Tassant you know what I'm saying a little joke around jokey joke around playing the stuff and uh you know kind of is revealed and it often is implied and it was pretty plain text that that is the son of T'Challa that's the son that's T'Challa's boy right there. His yes, son, Toussaint, a.k.a. T'Challa II, we have a new heir to the throne. An heir to the throne is existing in the MCU. <laughs> Please. Go ahead. Go ahead. My Go heart. Ahead, <laughs> my heart, man. It was, ah. it, it was sad for me because ah. it was just like, damn, this little homie really liked it. Damn. Like I, I, it was one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, it's nice. I don't know how much I liked. I thought it was it was nice that so that Shuri has some like beacon, I guess, like some kind of north star of like I have somebody who I can love as much as my brother, in a sense. Like I I don't think I will ever go off the deep end. Like that's how I saw it was like this is like a beautiful moment for her to share with like the next generation. I think that him having a kid is I I like it because of like the the it gives more opportunity to see um, a more human side of Shuri because they're about to yeah. become basically 
uh, queen of, well, they, they're not, we don't know if they're going to become queen or whatever, but like, I could see like a cool, the next Black Panther movie, a cool uh, combination of like Shuri battling with like her trying to be the new Black Panther while also being like, I still want to be a good role model to to my my nephew. Um, it was beautiful. It hurt my heart, but I was also like, oh, man, I don't know. This might be a little too much too fast kind of thing. Because I felt like there was just so much going on that I was like, and the kid, now, now the kid doesn't have a Bro. dad. Like, Jesus Christ, you just showed me the yeah. montage that made me cry. To add on to that, Black Panther was blipped. Well, uh, T'Challa was blipped. So he was gone for five years. The kid is yeah. six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to say he, like he knew for a full year. I'm not even going to get that. After, uh, um, God damn it. I'm not even going to say like he had a full year with his child. Like I'm going to say at best, he had maybe six months with his child mm. at best. I, I, and that just that just adds on to the sadness. It's like, yo, fuck, like yeah. we lost this man, but so did this child. He didn't mm-hmm. even know him, and and the time it, that he had with him, he it got cut short again. Yep, it's it's crazy. Like, it's crazy to see, bro. But honestly, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a crazy thing. But he he wasn't afraid. The kid wasn't afraid to talk about it either. He was like, listen, like yeah. Even, yeah, like if you're not preparing your kids for your death. You have failed as a father. You know what I'm saying? The Facts. same quote come back to bite. The come same back. quote come oh, back again. Oh my god! The same quote yep. came back around from the first. So it's like they, they the kid already okay. knew. You know what I'm saying? They both, they all, her and him and the kid, they already knew what was up. So it's like that. And I don't feel like it's not too much too fast. Personally, I disagree because there was again there was a whole like I guess theory video or something like that. I think Straw had Goofy was talking about it on something like that. But like. Basically, they're setting stuff up for the future. There's a lot of people who need titles to pass on to. You know what I'm saying? Titles need to be passed on in the MCU at some point down the line. After these few arcs of, you know, we get into the Secret Wars, all this encouraging stuff, and everything's going to flip, turn upside down, there's going to be a new generation of people that are being set up that have to take the mantles of the previous people. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like... Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Young Avengers and stuff, whatever you want to call them. I don't know if they're going to do it, like, a whole side movie or whatever. They might have a moment in a big movie or something. I, I feel like it's more the latter. But titles will need to be passed on down the line. Protectors, all these people, Black Panthers, blah, blah, blah. They're going to have to have that next generation set up. And I feel like this is one of those setups that are included. You know what I'm saying? Like, you keep the spirit of T'Challa alive. You don't have to do anything crazy. Maybe you'll do a fast forward and, you know, that'll be the recast or whatever the hell you want to call it. But in the MCU sense, there's continuity in the fact that, again, Shuri has somebody that, again, she has a beacon of hope and she can look to to not, again, not go off the deep end. I completely agree with that. But when the time comes, I feel like Tassant's going to have to make the choice, and he probably will, to assume the father's responsibilities and, you know, take up his mantle. Because t- technically, you know what I'm saying, you want to say the throne is, that's 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 low-key part of his birthright, even though the titles have changed. So, I don't know if they're going to pull that trigger earlier, when he's like a child, like like a teenager or something like that, upper teenager. I, but think, I, like I think they're going to age him the, up. I think they're going to age it's, him it's up the, It's the timing thing that's going to be the question. But I feel like not, that that's what it is. I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I'm not a yeah. big fan of, of, of the time skip. That's, that was my biggest concern with it. I'm like, okay, cool, kid. <laughs> Um, I could see why this is important, but I'm I'm just afraid that they're gonna be like, and now we're gonna jump ten years into the future. Because then I feel like I honestly don't think we need to do that right now. I think we need no, to explore I, this space. Like yeah. with with the if you age them up, right? Everybody who's still a part of the MCU, Doctor Strange, like all these people are going to have to be aged up 
with them unless it's like a side movie or something that's not or like oh this person came from the future and but that, that's they, yeah they still that, have they still have but, uh, america chavez so yeah, they about, can do whatever america, the hell they want america america chavez um patriot um eli i'm about to say eli's son uh what's say what's it called speed and wicked they have so many different but young people. They I think they're gonna wait to grow. They can do whatever, they, can do whatever they want. This, this, what, this is what I'm saying. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Wayne. My issue isn't that they can't do it. What I'm saying no, is no, that yeah. it's it's going to be like if I'm somebody who's a fan of Namor and Doctor Strange, I'm like I'm, I I like where the MCU is right now. You skip five years, you lost me. Like I, I like yeah. all those people, all the cool shit that we just did, kind of doesn't matter right now. I, but like, of course, I don't yeah. know where these where these storylines can go. Yeah. I'm just not excited about the fact that we might just skip over a lot of cool shit that can happen because yeah. we want a new uh, Black Panther, not let Shuri just have the mantle for a couple of years. You know what yeah, I'm now I I agree, but I also I this is what this is what I this is what I think might happen. It's gonna be a slow burn. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna get through. It's probably gonna be at least two, one to two phases full of yeah, how it yeah, is now. They're definitely gonna show more and more. I feel like this phase and where we're going now now still we're still planting the seeds. I think yes. we're going to start seeing maybe the beginnings of those bear after all this Kang stuff after yes. way after that. Cause you still, again, like all these people that are being introduced, like Cassie Lang being in the suit and stuff like that. Like all these young versions of those, those characters, they still have a lot, a long way to go to grow and actually assume those roles. So I feel like the, it's actually a very good, you know, I guess in sense of marketing and continuity play for Marvel, honestly, you have these younger versions of the characters build up some rapport or at least be in the people's minds for a good, you know, like however however long it is, it's probably gonna be a long a long slow burn over several years. But when it's the time to, you can pull the trigger on each of these people when it's when it's you know fully ripe and actually have them assume those mantles. So you have people who are invested in those characters, even the young versions that they've seen grow up over time. And as they step yeah. into those main roles and be the big you know the big people, you know what I'm saying? They're they have more invested people that you know people are with them you know what i'm saying the fans are watching them grow they've seen the progression and now they're fully with them as they step into the role instead of you know you have somebody randomly pop in that doesn't have too much rapport and just like oh, okay we, ha- we got to really just figure out how to really like this person in like a span of like six months before this giant ass war comes in so yeah i i wouldn't i i personally wouldn't be as worried about any time skip i don't think they nah. would do that for any of these characters right now i don't think they that's not their intention at all they have too much in the roster and they have to get over this this kind of this this small hump of the the secret wars and literally possibly contacting every Marvel person in existence who ever played a Marvel character ever you know what I'm saying to figure stuff some stuff out they don't yeah. I feel like that's a very very like back burner type plan they have a bunch of stuff to get through before they start pulling the trigger on like T'Challa like young T'Challa being the new Black Panther and stuff so I yeah. I, I wouldn't be worried about it so much agreed yeah so uh. I would say, oh, for me, I think the question was what was favorite moments in the story. I ain't going to lie. One of my most heartbreaking, but I say this is definitely up there for me, was the scene, definitely the, the scene where, uh, you know, the talent Tal- kind of invaded and they was tearing stuff up. They was really showing like Wakanda wasn't that. And the the finishing blow, bro, Namor killed Queen Ramona. Like, oh, yeah. like the Ramonda. She, he killed her, bro. He killed her. And he was, he was there like, Gavi, you're dead. Mourn your losses. I will yeah. see you in a week. I'll see you in seven days. Good yeah. luck. He said, you're yeah. queen now. Yeah. You're queen now, Shuri. Ooh. You got a week, fam. See you later. Yeah. And dipped out. My man was out yeah. the frame like this. He was gone. So, son, what? He was what? fluttering out. Just, just <laughs> fluttering out. No, Whoa. that that scene there that it was, was the great. most. That was, it was heartbreaking. It was 
fear. It was everything, bro. That is how you do it, bro. That yeah. was hands down one of my favorite scenes in that film, bro. Because they did not shy away from yeah. a. It was a shock. Queen Ramon the dying was a shock. I that did not think a, that was going to happen. I did, did not, not at see all. that coming at all. Bro. I did not know they were going to fast track the grief like that. I did not know they were going to double down. Bro, they doubled down on it. Like they they damn near tripled down. Like low key, but like bro. Listen, I did not see that happening. I was like, oh, yeah. All right, cool. She saved Riri, and now they're all going to... Uh, queen Ramona's going to probably do something political because uh, that's her role as queen. Uh, Shuri's going to get in a lab with Riri, try to figure some something out. Nah, nah. They didn't, he, didn't, he just snapped her out of the picture. I was murder. like... Oh. Murder. Oh. Murder. See, murder. <laughs> murder. I, I, was, I was taken aback. I was... I was thinking to myself, she's about to get out the water. She's about to get out the water. She, she, she's about to get out the water, right? Why, why, why is she still there? Why is she, why is she still there? Why is she still in the water? <laughs> Queen Lerona, please get out the water. I was feeling like Simba trying to wake up Mufasa, bro. I was like, Queen Ramonda, wake up, please. Somebody, anybody, help, bro. It, it turned, and again, it, such good writing because again, everybody's expecting yo Ramonda. You know, what I'm saying they all heroes and stuff like that. Just go, she gonna get out the water, whatever. Bro, they did the full shot. Her ass bro, was like I'm, this, bro. I'm, they had I'm her sitting like there that. like they had her. She's about out. to get out the water. She's about to get out the water. I'm like, she's cool. She's cool. They had Namor flying over her, and she was flat out, son. She was flat out like she had a 12-hour shift at work, bro. She was at the Amazon I, place. She's went on bro, the bed like this. She was bro. done. They they tried to bring her back. I was like, the last one's gonna do it. The last one's gonna do it. The last, the last one is gonna do it. Like she's gonna like spit water out. That's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. All right, so y'all got one more attempt? How many charges? Charge it again. Try try again. No, no, charge her up. Charge her up. What? No, come on, bro. Come on, don't, don't do this to me, bro. Don't do this to me, bro. I was like... Oh, I was not expecting two funerals. Uh, that's something I was not expecting and it cut for this movie. Right to, it cut right to the second... I was like, bro. nah, bro. Y'all, y'all are tweaking. Y'all are tweaking. Y'all, bro, y'all actually hurt me. Playing with hard strings. And honestly, that's why I'm so glad that we got the... the uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the reveal... Uh, the reveal. With, and so, so yeah, I saw a transition there. At some point, you know, we 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 come to some level of solution. The heart shaped yes. herb has apparently been remade. She was able to construct a three D model of the heart shaped herb, and you know, go in. And so, you know, Nakia's is in the in there, and uh, I believe Riri's in the 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 chamber as well. Uh, they kind of do it on the the tables, all scientific light because tradition. Ugh, we scoff at that. Uh, and so basically. Uh, you know, she goes into the ancestral plane to basically assume her powers and, and you know meet the person that you know she was supposed to meet and figure some stuff out, or the person that she most wanted to see according to her heart and what was on it. And you know, we kind of she she kind of goes to sleep, close her eyes, open it. She's in the throne room in Wakanda in the spiritual plane, you know. And she says, "Mom." She she goes to around the throne I, to see what's going on. We we all thought it because like who else would she want to see in that moment she, besides but, uh, T'Challa? And we mm-hmm. all know yeah, T'Challa or her. Some, I thought they were gonna yeah. pull some BS with a Black Panther costume with some random person in there. Yeah, I would have been I, upset. I but but upset. she did. I think she did say mom in there. So I thought she was gonna say Ramonda. I thought I thought she, she did. Yeah. So she thought it was that. But as it, the camera slowly crept around, it slowly crept around and revealed none other than Killmonger just chilling in the seat, 
Hey, little cuz, what's going on with you? He's I, out the cut, and he's and she's like, "What?" I, the I shock, the, sh- the shock. That was one I of the biggest it. pops in the I theater. I was I shocked to me, and I, I loved it. I, talk about it, bro. Talk about it, please. So, um, don't get me wrong. I don't like Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, <laughs> but I love Killmonger being there. The idea of you're getting beat down so much in your life, uh, as Shuri, you're getting beat down so much. I need something to help me fix this. I need something to bring me out of this despair, bring me out of this anger, all this rage that I'm feeling. I need some way to channel this. And lo and behold, it's Killmonger. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because like we all know deep down that Shuri, and, and they showed it throughout the movie, like Shuri was not always the most spiritual person or the most connected to her culture when it came to mm-hmm. their religion, how they viewed the ancestral pain. She didn't believe in this stuff. And like, quite frankly, like we, the only parallel that she had was Killmonger um, in the in the sense that he didn't believe in the same or the ideals of Wakanda and neither did she, but more so from a scientific standpoint. So like they parallel very well. And I'm glad that she she saw him because anybody yeah. else would have just and, and he was right, though. He said uh, T'Challa would have been too noble, too forthright. He would have mm-hmm. given himself up. Um, Queen Ramonda is too arrogant, and she would have literally had uh, Wakanda be destroyed by Namor by not giving Riri. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to do? Like, choose the middle route and be aggressive. And I'm like, yes, 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 you're 100% right. You're spinning. And yeah. I just like how they channeled her anger and her subconscious into Killmonger. I was like, yep. yes. and. And and again, this was such a good writing job from Coogler and the staff, yes. bro. He yes. he literally planted this seed early in the movie. Yes. And and, and it didn't it didn't hit me until I saw Killmonger. And she was like, yes. you know, when she was sitting, I think either when she was sitting down with Queen Ramonda or when she was sitting down with um Namor, when Namor uh, uh, basically kidnapped her and Riri mm-hmm. and basically had them in in Talokan. He was sitting down. He was just like, and she was just like, you know. As you know, I believe it was with the scene with um, Ramonda. She was like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes I just rather I want the world to burn. You know what I'm saying? Who are you going to take the anger, anger out on, Ramonda asked. And she was like, the world. I want sometimes, some days I want the world to burn. And I'm like, who else wanted to burn the world or burn it all? Literally Killmonger. He is literally on the same vibe. He literally burnt the whole throne room. Like the whole nope. theme, the thread was there. And again, most of her... You know, most of her... Again, I, I think her bottled up anger was that reaction and her her coping mechanism to the grief that she was yep. feeling you know from yep. the child and then it kind of spilled over with queen ramonda's death so being able to solve that stuff and have that hate on her heart that anger towards basically you know the world that yeah. spilled over and that's that's the parallel between her and killmonger that's where yep. you know what i'm saying the, the the difference and you know how they tracked it between people who are closer to you know the wakanda culture and stuff and them not they they see revenge as a yes. fitting end at that point yes. in the film. They are they are eye to eye. And that's the person who she most resonated with yes. at that point in time. She wants revenge. She wants bodies on skulls for the shit that y'all pulled. Low key, I kind of wish that her father was in the throne as throne room as well. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been great. Cause like if we if we look at it like the ancestral plane being your 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 conscious. Yeah. Um Chadwick saw him. Well, I keep saying Chadwick, but T'Challa saw his father as the person who he saw in the ancestral plane. Mm. 
Uh, and that was that was essentially his consciousness uh, mm. speaking to him, like you have to be braver than what you are. You have to take on your mantle, et cetera. Yeah, I wish we kind of got that fatherly role um, mm. with um, T'Chaka. Yeah, yeah, and and Shuri because we never really got that. We got it Too all much, uh, yeah. T'Challa and T'Chaka. We never really got their their relationship together. So mm. I kind of wish like in the back. Like we did get a T'Chaka in the ancestral plane with her, because like we you yeah, can see any amount of people within the ancestral plane. Yeah. So I think having that duality and that battle of consciousness would have yeah. been great. I'm not gonna lie, T'Chaka would have told her to kill that nigga too. T'Chaka would T'Chaka would have told T'Chaka would have told her, "Hey, dude, you can do my man's his daughter. Yes. His daughter. I think he would be like, I think he would have. I think he would have." I personally, I think he would have, bro. He put Panther Claws in, in Jadaka's daddy's chest. Of course he would. In the middle of Compton, he found Panther Claws. In the, <laughs> listen, bro, he's a murderer, and I'm not going to lie. He's not. It, listen, T'Chaka, for his people, he's a stone-cold killer. It don't matter who it is, bro. Listen, if, if he was still alive, if he was still alive, he was running, this, running the show, Riri would have been gone. Riri would have been kept. Riri would have been out of there. Out of there, bro. I think <laughs> I think it would have been it would have been some debacle. But low key, him and Killmark in the same room, they would have convinced her. He like <laughs> Namor would have been gone. Namor would have been dead. The, 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 the moment would have been decided. Fish if fry. Ramon, <laughs> facts, fish fries, bro. If if if, if Ramonda didn't step in, you know, from the ancestral plane at, at that at, a, at, a, at that pivotal point in That's the film cool. during the end fight, I feel like again that. Plus T'Chaka's influence. She, I mean, there. I mean, she would. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mode. I mean, don't get me wrong. It didn't make sense for her. I mean, uh, Ramonda to be there because she never digested the ancestral herb. Yeah. But yeah. Like, I guess I don't fully understand how the ancestral plane works because I think I think they yeah. said, stated immediately it was only for panthers. I think. And they in were the only movie? panthers in the first movie. Like right. they were only panthers yeah. that were at the tree. I, I, right. I, I, it could be a certain area of it. I don't. I my my. Right. Because about the kind is they my believe like my as knowledge, a whole, my knowledge, right? my knowledge of the ancestral plane is super fuzzy. I ain't gonna lie to you, son. Right. I ain't gonna lie. It's not the I gotta research that joint. No facts. Cause like even in the movies, they say that like our people believe in life after death. Mm-hmm. So like that, I don't know. It's it, it's up in the air for me right now. Yeah, like, so I don't it, remember. It could, how it it could have been included. But, yeah. It could have been like you know again just her from a certain part of it to speak into her. But you know that's yeah, that's yeah. that's by the by. It's a little whatever the question of to sew up basically. But yeah, right. Killmonger's inclusion was fantastic. Oh, Some yeah. of the fights he's fantastic. I do want to stop and talk about Riri Williams. The oh, yes. performance of Riri Chicago Williams, aka baby. Ironheart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, she got introduced in the movie as the scientist who built. You know, there's certain technology that can detect, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, vibranium in the seas. And, of course, she was high priority from the U.S. government and high priority from Talakan and then high priority from Wakanda. She got convinced to go with Queen Shuri and stuff to you know, Wakanda. You know what I'm saying? Had her own great moments and stuff. Was building machines on that Tony Stark vibe times 10. When she was getting it done, yeah. double fast, hustling. How did you feel about her performance, her inclusion in the story? Uh, what do you guys think? I'm, I'll throw it to win. So... That was the character that I felt like needed more screen time. Um, mm. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the portrayal, not because I don't think the actor did a good job. I feel like the actor just didn't have tools to do a good job. Um, I feel we learned a lot of their story via them talking, just them being mm. like, oh, is this a bracelet? Like, yeah, my mom got me that bracelet when she was working three jobs and, you know, was trying to raise me and my, and my family mm. like that. Like, that's how, like, we got exposition about Riri's backstory. Yeah. Um, I, from my understanding, Riri's 
going to play a huge role in this in this universe because they are the new Iron Man, essentially. Whether they take up the mantle or not, they are a genius, and there's not many geniuses like Riri. Um, so that's why I was a little annoyed with the character in this movie because Riri felt very much like um, a side character, like, and not necessarily just in the sense of like, obviously, it's not their movie because this isn't. Maybe they're gonna get their own movie or whatever, but this is just an introduction. But it wasn't like it. It really felt like I wasn't gonna see this character again in their own installment because i feel like a lot of this stuff was kind of just glossed over or just brought up like oh this is their backstory this is like their life like i learned so much about them by from them just talking that we could have left some shit out it could have literally just been riri is around like you know how basically like spider-man where we didn't really know everything about spider-man we knew the important shit and then Mm -hmm. he fought captain america and then they were like ah you're up you're out of there i'm gonna take you back home kind of thing it's like we got we got a Mm -hmm. taste of what's to come um and i understand that, that Riri was going to play a re- huge role in this movie regardless, but mm. I didn't want it to be like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I just feel like we, we kind of experienced the Riri William, we experienced the, the Ironheart movie one through this movie. And I she wish felt like a cameo. Yeah. Like it didn't, it, did, it mm. just didn't feel right. It felt like it was very, I don't want to say rushed, but I learned too much about them when they're not the main focus yeah. and it wasn't done right. So now when we mm. go to the Ironheart movie, if they get one or if they get a mini series or whatever, they get a I, mini series. Yeah, like mm. I I want I wanted it to be um what's the word for it? Like I don't know. I just I didn't, I didn't think we get en- we got enough time with them. That's why a lot of the mm. shit that they wanted to do was rushed because I had to go back to these two white people talking on the phone. Like I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't want yeah. that. I was yeah. just like I love this character, but I I just feel like it kind of was a bit not a not yeah. a waste, but it was it could have been handled way better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Nah, I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I mean, I'm gonna watch damn near everything MCU puts out anyway. So I'm like, I'm from the synopsis, like from the taste of you know the, of the show and her character and stuff that we got, like the, the that little sampling. I'm interested in stuff in terms of the the actors, the actress performance. She was fantastic. I'm sorry, like she was great great in a lot of different aspects again like it she she handled both sides of the seriousness and the jokes yep. well i'm not gonna lie like it, it immediately made me proud when she was on there but like, she was doing she was doing her damn thing like it was a fantastic performance in my opinion she really she really balanced the scales i'm not gonna lie because some of the lines she put in there was funny funny as oh, hell because yeah. oh yeah i'm that's i'm like yo you saying some stuff i would say if i was locked up in a, like an ancient underwater civilization like yo we did like it's a rap like I'm, but like <laughs> she was she was, she was letting out some, 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 yeah. some funny stuff bro but yeah I, i'm not overall, trying to cut you like, up but that just, that's just that's just great writing that's just great yeah. writing also true. like that's just shit i would have said like literally watching riri i was like mm-hmm. nope like i think i forgot what the moment was and I forget. I literally forget. And I think she looked outside. She was like, "Nope." Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "I was like, no." That's what I would have said. I'm, si- I'm oh. sitting there. I'm sitting there going through. She's saying her lines. I'm like, "Yep, yep, yep." Or I'm, I'm right with you. I'm right with no, you. Right. Quite just, literally. And that's felt, just good writing. Really, really, like, that's just spectacular stuff. writing. It's like Facts. something that your audience can connect to. Mm-hmm. Um, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you. I just, no, no, I, you're good. You're good. Really that, that's pretty much all I had to say. Honestly, <laughs> she was she was dope to me. I, I rock with this stuff. I can't wait to see yeah. her, in her, in her in her own series. To be honest, but that and uh, Fact. just to really touch on uh, just kind of uh, grouping some of the other characters here. Uh, the Dormelage. You know, what I'm saying we can deal with uh, Nakia Okoye. Um, uh, there was a, there was a couple other Dormelage members in there as well. Uh, just to kind of talk about their performance as well, and how how you felt about them. Uh, the Midnight Angels, you know, what I'm saying that new suit that came through yep. towards the end of yep. the film yep. as well. 
How how'd you feel about their performances? Oh, they well, they were great. They were great. Um, I kind of felt, um, like when said, there's a lot of moments that could have been added to this movie if you just take out those two random white people. Um, the mm. two Dora Milaje that were in a relationship, they could have got a lot more. I feel like uh, mm. I can't remember their names. Yeah. Off Ao Ao and Aneka. Yeah, I had to, I had to yeah. look it up. But yeah, Ao's from freaking yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Facts. Um, they could have got a lot more screen time. Mm. Um, I love the uh, Midnight um, Angel armor. I thought mm. it looked great. Mm. Uh, very much so true to the comic source. Um, Okoye. I lied. My favorite scene. I I gotta go back. My favorite scene is that Ramond, my Ramonda Okoye scene. Oh yeah, that was an amazing. That, scene. Shit that was heavy. Down. That was break heavy. Down. Have I heavy. not lost it? Uh, uh, heavy, heavy uh, scene. Oh uh, my, my goodness! That oh, like give them give give much. them Oscars right now if that scene alone. Oh. That scene made the movie for me. I was yeah. like, y'all are acting completely different right now. Out, out like, of your oh minds. My good. Out of your minds, out of body, whatever you were doing, keep doing that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Okoye fighting the um, the telecon of the spear joint. We yeah. <laughs> Literally, you heard the reverb of her <laughs> head on a vibranium spear. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like, that shit was different. Um, they did great. I, I love the mm. entire cast of the Dormelage. I just wish that um there's a little bit more development for um the two lovers. That's about it. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like it was a bit like we didn't give them enough uh breathing room for it to kind of sprang yeah. up. We got like one yeah. conversation, two conversations, and a the movie there together. You know what I'm saying? It was like right. you could have yes. you could have gave more yeah. development towards it. at least give me something. I, I'm I'm pretty sure in the director's cut, the full edition will probably get like a whole like three other scenes that really establish it. But yeah, in the final cut, it just didn't it didn't feel as uh, uh fluid, which uh you know yeah, yeah could have could have gave some more time. But you know, what I'm saying that damn phone, bro, that damn phone, <laughs> <The> <laughs> phone call conversations. I'm sorry, Valentina. I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> let's 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 switch gears a little bit right here. Um, let's say it based on the different categories: story, characters, action. You know how you usually rate a movie. Is this better than Black Panther 1 off your first impression? It can change later, but right now, I want to get your thoughts. Is it better than Black Panther 1? Damn, I'll start. It's too quiet. Let me start. Damn it. I'll start. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Overall, I think this is better than Black Panther 1. And this is what I'll say. This, this is why I'll say that. This is why I'll say that. I like the story better than, than Black Panther 1 first and foremost. I will say this. The story, how it dealt with different themes of grief, guilt, coping, uh, dealing with you know vulnerability on so many different levels, exposing yourself to that, opening yourself up, and you know responding to so much adversity, whether it be from you know foreign powers, whether it be from a nation that can equal you, uh, tr- tradition in certain de- different forms, melding the old with the new, uh, so many different things that they had to play on was so 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 consistent and so effective throughout all of their writing in different forms. They told that they, they threaded the same theme through so many, so many different characters, storylines, plot lines, whatever you want to call it very, very well. The plot in and of itself, the introductions of Namor, the, the, the entire, again, debacle and more conversation with the U S well, the U S government and world powers about their involvement with uh, uh, vibranium and stuff, that conversation going forward, 
how you know people portray them as a world power in, in Wakanda and stuff. Those plot points were really, really, really good to me. I'm not gonna lie, a lot more. I think they were definitely in, in, in some parts more engaging than the first. The story overall, I feel like was a lot more compact and effective uh than the first in achieving what it was supposed to do. So I I, I give story over Black Panther one. Um action, I'm I, on second thought, at first I said the first movie had had better action. Now I said now now listen this this is why I said that. There's obviously a T'Challa Chadwick Boseman the whole that that he has the presence that he has is felt and the missing presence he has is felt in the second movie and I feel like a lot of it does take a hit in the action area because they have to make these concessions for the actual sadness grief the emotional weight of the story they have to sacrifice some action scenes i think in my opinion they they kind of focus them into a few of them instead of you know maybe spreading them out maybe a little bit more evenly i feel like a lot of the action of course they were kind of swelling up in that big moment that reveals uh, shuri as the black panther they saved it for the last act of the movie so essentially so much action as the main character the main big you know the main big person the you know person you want to see on the screen has been kind of pushed back to the rest of the film whereas you know you you opened up with in black panther you open up with him in the forest putting the beat down on some people in there you know what i'm saying you you open up with that stuff now i do i did actually have to go rewatch that cgi scene at the end of the movie and i'm taking points off the first movie for that i'm not gonna lie that cgi fight with um him and killmonger i'm taking some damn points off so i feel like slightly slightly the second may have it but i i think the presence of shajala is too big of a factor for me to be like yo it's not definitive, bro. T'Challa not being, you know, the action center in this movie. I think a lot of the action pieces that he was in really pushed the envelope on it for me. Especially again when he's proven himself when he's in the test and he's like, you know, being challenged by Mbaku the first time. The fights with Killmonger, you know what I'm saying? Like not the second one, but the, definitely the first one. You know what I'm saying? Like the the, the fights before with Dormilaje the, at the final scene when he comes back from the dead. Like there's so much really really good fight scenes in the first one that I that I liked. And the second one, I feel like because of the story, they had to push themselves a little bit back. They had to they had to basically hold themselves back from action as much, like as frequently, I think. You know what I'm saying? In the in the place of more drama and more, I guess, I don't know the exact word for it, but more, I guess, Im- impactful storyline that they have to develop. So I will say that. Characters, the character cast overall, I feel like um, they, they outdid themselves. Everybody stepped up. Everybody in that movie stepped up to another level in, in the absence of Chadwick Boseman. And oh, I feel yeah. like that deserves some credit. Um, uh, I, it's, it's tough, bro. I would say right now in my head, I think um, like this is probably like an 8.6, 8.7. And Black Panther's like an 8.4, 8.5. I, I would rate this one slightly ahead of Black Panther 1 in my mind right now. That it might it may change another day. It might change another day. But in my opinion, how this project came together, you know, regardless of the circumstances, as an isolated project, I feel like this was definitely well shot. Cinematography was fantastic. Characters great. The fact that they didn't kill off an MCU villain in one movie was fantastic, and they fleshed him out to the hilt. Uh, Namor is fantastic. Uh, the way that they weave so many great things into this film, uh, again just as a project in and of itself, I just taking the circumstances out of your mind. This is a really good film. This is, uh, I think this is phase four's best. This is definitely up there, uh, in terms of uh, MCU films overall, in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I think it definitely it beats out one by a small mark. I think it edges, it edges the first, I think it beats the first. 
I'd agree. That was a, yeah, that was a long ass winded explanation. I ain't gonna lie to you, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the reason I say I don't know is because like I really can't. I can't say it from an unbiased standpoint um, because of the death of Chadwick Boseman. Um, I, I see this movie and like, I don't know if I'm sad because it's, the movie is doing a really good job of making me sad or if it's because I am really sad about Chadwick's passing. Right. Mm. And that's what makes it really hard for me to make the distinction of which one is better one or two, because I, it's hard for me to be, to look at, to look at two and like, be really fucking like in like cry in the theater and be like, mm. am I doing this because I miss the I miss Chadwick, or am I doing this because the movie is is just doing this good of a job of of mm. showing me these emotions of of yeah. of like um getting these emotions out of me? Mm. I don't know if I want to put it over one. I want to say like my my like gut answer without like looking back at one. Yes, um, mm. because there was just aspects of it that I really enjoyed. I will say I would both movies their their final fights like out Shuri fighting Namor was cool. I hated the whole boat thing. Um mostly just because I, oh, in my yeah. mind I was like when they destroyed the sonar thing I was like oh you guys should lose like in, immediately now. Like there's nothing yeah. stopping them from literally jumping out of this water and overwhelming and, you and, and there's nothing up. yeah like y'all y'all I, I did it. I did agree the final fight in general was like eh it was like eh like Namor uh, and, eh. and Shuri was cool. It was the first phase. The first phase was definitely fire. I ain't gonna lie. The first mm -hmm. phase was definitely fire. The part of them on the beaches, though, I was like, a part of it was like, ah, but then it got yeah. better. I think it improved towards the end of that, though. I think it did improve it, towards the end of it. It was cool. I, I, I probably give it to two as well, but I also haven't seen one in so long. Like, I'm sure yeah. that there's things I'm missing because there's parts mm -hmm. of one that, like, the little details is really what got me. Like the shield, like the the cloth shields coming. It's like being real shield, like exp like yeah. experiencing the world for the first time. It was just very almost everything was magical, and it was just small yeah. shit. And you're like, whoa, this is cool as hell. But like seeing it now, you're in the you're in part two. You don't have the same wonders that you did when you yeah. had when you watched the first one. So maybe I have to rewatch one. But I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go with two for right now. All right, where 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 Charles? Um. I don't know. It's hard because yes. like both both movies for me yeah. watching the first time and experience like Absolutely. both times. Absolutely. Um. I I so bro. It's tough. I feel you. It's, I know. It's, I know. It's, it's, no, you're not wrong. You are like, you are valid. I, you are valid in this frustration. You are valid. This is hard as shit. It's very difficult. It's 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 like all right. So difficult. I think that. So so we, 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 we got action. Uh, story. Yeah, we'll see. Acting, action, action story, characters, cinematography. You know, usual. Okay. Uh, I would say soundtrack. Honestly, I, I rate soundtrack equal. To be real, I ain't gonna lie. Oh, soundtrack. Mm. The second, the second um soundtrack, perfect. Oh my goodness, mm. perfect. Um, okay. Fudge. So, um, it, let me start off with acting because that's just the easiest to do right now. Um, they everybody just did leagues better than the first movie like leagues better um they had something to prove they had um drive they had motivation everything was there for them to just perform in the most elite level like everything was put in place for them unfortunately you know given the circumstances but um acting they blew themselves out the water they went plus ultra whatever you want to call it they went above and beyond um action i think the action was lacking for me um, but I'm okay with that, um, given the tone of the movie. 
and the purpose of the movie. Um, I don't think that's an excuse to keep the action watered down. Um, granted, we all know that Shuri is not a fighter, per se, but we all know that pretty much everybody in the royal family is taught how to fight. We, we know that. Yeah. We, we could just infer that. We know that. Mm. Um, she fought in her own way. She used uh, the, the, yeah, the sonar blasters. And the stuff. sonar blasters. She actually did her own fighting uh, on the side of the ship. She was holding on to things, yeah. grappling around. That was great. Love that moment. Um, she used her smarts to win. Um, mm. Cause that's just her as a character using her smarts or her intelligence. Um, she's very cunning. Um, I think story wise. Um, oh man. Um, I think story wise two is better. Um, once again, I, I, I hold Michael B. Jordan to a lot of fault in that. <laughs> Because I could not take him seriously as a pan-African um, villain. I couldn't take him seriously. Like, he doesn't put things behind his, his acting. They put panther clothes in his chest. Like, I couldn't relate. I couldn't feel that. Um, and Crazy. unfortunately, that did not point it. off to the story. I'm dead. That's, <laughs> you're not wrong. I just felt like... <laughs> I'm stupid. Michael B. took away what could have been actually, like flawless storytelling um he was not convincing for me as a villain or or as an antagonist um namor was was perfect um he added to the story in such a way that propelled it in my opinion over the story of black panther 2 i mean black panther 1 um cinematography i might have to give it to black panther one um that experience i read like living in wakanda seeing it for the first time like when said was magical um black panther two i think you have to show us more and they didn't they just showed us some cool jets they showed us the um i guess the anti personnel walls and stuff like that which was cool mm -hmm. the water drums to open up uh said security yeah that's cool i think, I right. think it's close i think it's close though because of talakan because they showed off talakan they really did that whole uh, that whole breeze yeah. to of talakan like they're gonna show us more of talakan because i feel I like agree. it was kind of just I like agree. a drive-by yeah. i mean, we didn't explore the city no. we got a drive-by and then sure and it was chilling on we the water drive -by, and then yeah. we got a cave I, and then we got I, a yeah nice i feel like cave. i feel like yeah it was just it was it was the i feel like the purpose of that drive-through was just showing the parallels between that and the Wakandan streets, like how they were doing towards yeah. the beginning of the movie, just showing the people moving through the streets and how stuff was. Yeah. It was literally just a one for one. Hey, you move through like this, we move through like this. It's the same thing, or just yeah. people. You know? Here's but the thing that that one over. I don't think it adds to the cinematography though. It just yeah. like nah, because it's just yeah. a drive I mean, I'm by. Just saying, you know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. I hear what you're saying, but like just because we get a, a, a here's Talakan. All right, now we're back to the cave. I'm like, all right, we could we could explore this a little bit more. Hmm. Um, in the first movie, in the first movie, you see like regular Wakanda, then you see like in the mountains where, um, like you see, you see a, a, a uh, lot. Ah, yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you may, you might, you might yeah. have swayed me on that point. Yeah. You might have swayed me. I'm trying to remember more on Black Panther one. Yeah, and like a, a lot lie. of like oh, Black Panther crazy. one was like aerial. We saw a lot of it mm. in the air, whilst in Black Panther two, a lot of it was you know in the city streets yeah, or underwater. Mm. We didn't get to see like the aerial view of Wakanda like we did. Um, which was it to me true 
seeing it from the air is way more impressive than, of course, I mean, not it's not in, unimportant, but, you know, like seeing the culture, mm-hmm. seeing people walking in their own attire, that's cool and all, but it's it doesn't, for me personally, make the it movie does, a better the uh, as far as, yes, yeah. correct. I, okay, I, I see. I, I so, you, might have, you probably swayed me on that one, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, like, Two two is beautiful. Two is beautiful. Mm. I think just one just has has it all over. Um, mm. But overall, I would have to if I have to score. I think Black Panther two is like a nine. Uh, personally, I think there are minor issues with it that I can look over. Um, Black Panther one, I eight point five, eight point seven. It's it's very close. It's very close to me. Mm. Yeah. No. Nah. I hear it, son. I hear it. Also, the point I actually also I failed to mention beforehand, but yeah, Child to Shuri's suit showing the literal like parts of Killmonger, parts of T'Challa yeah. in it. Also, to bring it home, like that was a good little sprinkle in there. Yes, that was a, that was a yes, very sir. very very nice point. Um, let me see what else. Uh, shout out shout out to um Lupita Nyong'o, bro, for no apparent reason. I just want to say shout out. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. To you know, just just you so, know. Can you know I get saying? to the games? <laughs> 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 Can I get to the games? <laughs> you be the show, be the way. I like the. I think the moment, like, <laughs> I gotta mention this. So in in the moment of the um the wetsuit, I was like, yeah. <laughs> The entire theater just started busting up laughing. That's funny as shit. I could not control myself. I was oh. like, yeah. Damn. That's funny as shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like literally the theater. <laughs> Bro, yo, oh my gosh! <laughs> the theater was quiet, bro. I was <sighs> like, I, I had to take that opportunity. I don't know bro, what took over me. I'm sorry, yo. With all due respect, I felt that <laughs> in my die when it popped on screen. I felt it in my diaphragm. I said, Oh, I did. I did. Oh. Oh my god! Goodness, fantastic that... performances all around. I need oh. Academy Awards, <laughs> everybody. I need. Eat it right now. Need to put it on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So so overall rating, uh-huh. we say probably like the 8.5 to 9 range. I, I personally said like 8.7, yeah. 8.75. Charles said 9. Uh, when you say about what? I'm going to give 2 and 8.2, and I'm going to give 1 and 8. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Let me honestly. That's fair. I, as long as it's over a 7, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Let's not ride in tomatoes. This. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> I, I like the movies a lot, um, and I think they're the better ones out of the out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But mm. I don't think I for a movie like the movies that I would give nines are movies that I think are like perfect, but nothing deserves a ten in my opinion. So like, yeah, for I, context, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I ain't gonna lie. Though. Yeah. Also, one point I failed to mention as well is like they did so well, but I feel like again like. It, I think we did talk about this enough, though. It's like the the presence of like if T'Challa was in Black Panther two, this joint would have been this one would have been crazy. But also the whole script would have to been you know re- rearranged for it and stuff. So I was like, if some of the set pieces, I, like I kind of wish like they finished that movie and then like drop it as a director's cut. 
Like, like that'd have been great. Him versus Namor would have been crack. Would have been crack. Some of the dialogue between them two would have been PCP, baby. Oh my gosh. I'm just I that 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 some of the back and forth between that, bro. And it, oh man, ah, oh, that's that's too much. That's too much, bro. But yeah, it, it was literally, I, I think, a, a great enjoyable watch. I can't personally watch it anytime soon because my heart will literally explode. Oh, uh, no, I will, oh, no. I will, I yeah. will actually, I will actually like you know choke up and cry. Uh, but again, great experience. I think, I think probably one of the one of the best movies of uh, Phase Four. Man, probably probably one of the Easily. past, yeah, yeah one of the past few years. <laughs> when Wednesday, just just agree when just say yes just say yes no 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 like, I, I think it, i think it definitely it definitely is one of the best it definitely is in top two but like out of like if it's movie if we're talking about just movie like as like from like if we're talking numbers wise like mm. i'd give it to it if we're talking like which one i i like the most i'll probably oh, still oh, give yeah. it to spider-man it yeah would, and it's solely because of the like batista bomb through the floors like that scene oh. had me hype like she like fantastic like, there's a difference between like my favorites and what I think is objectively yeah. better. Yeah. But, like I, I think I Black Panther is better, but there's there's areas of like Jamie Foxx just being like <laughs> just Jamie Foxx being in the movie is fucking hilarious. Oh, like I can't amazing. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. Just claw, like shit like that. Like yeah, that's facts. Hilarious. Facts. Really if we movie. if we talk if we talk about personal preference, my list is like hey, pretty yeah. different. Like like the Black yeah. Panther two would probably be like maybe third third or fourth on my list. It depends though. Yeah. It, it depends yeah. on what what it is. Actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might, it, might be, it might be like third or fourth. It depends on what it is. But Spider-Man No Way Home is low-key. It's, it's probably number one for me. Probably it's really it's, good. It's really good. Yeah. But yeah, again, solid, solid way to end off phase four, in my opinion. My man stacking up the Spideys. I, I wonder, maybe maybe it's Eternals. Maybe Eternals was his favorite. I think Eternals was probably his favorite. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know. You know, bro. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. I think it I was Eternals. I don't know what my favorite was. It's a, it's a toss-up, bro. It's a toss-up. <laughs> <laughs> the lot of here, bro. Put your damn, damn shit but yeah, uh, any any closing notes about Wakanda Forever? Any anything you want to leave off on? Anything we might have missed about Wakanda Forever? Um, they call him Cool Cool Khan. They call it <laughs> Cool Cool. Oh, that's what I forgot, son. This should be an eleven out of eleven out of ten. Actually, I changed my rating off of this alone. Oh, oh no, that bro, shit was bro, 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 shit bro, bro. I, so I went to, I went to, um, if I you went don't to go see it with my like boy Martino. Next... Yeah, bro. Hey, bro. Ne Ooh, real quick before you go. I'm, I'm Yo, a, you're I'm good. A, you're good. You're good. You're good. If next year, if y'all don't greet me at every public meeting like this, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. If I see you DreamCon and you don't approach bro. me like this, I'm not talking to you. End of bro. story. Bro. End of, you better, bro. you better put the Kamehameha way of up. You better put it up. Throw it up. Bro. Anyways, continue. I was about to say, like, that's that's fucking crazy. Like the look like <laughs> like I don't even know how to like classify Mayans. Like, would they be Latin? Like I would, would they say Latin. So I would say they would be Latino because they're from Latin America. If we're gonna use that, okay, if we're gonna cool. still use that distinction, right. but they're also indigenous. Cool. Right. So I was like, the lat the Latin love of Goku is so strong. That Let's the fucking go. Mayans was out here with the Kamehameha folks. Oh, that. Like, I was like, this shit is great. This shit is amazing. I can't believe I forgot that. I cannot this believe is, that. This is I, great. I was I'm, watching that and I was like, man, fantastic. White people are gonna be mad because they don't have no. They don't have. <laughs> they, they don't, don't have nothing. They don't have. They have nothing, no idea. Man. No none of that. Bro. No that. I'm, I'm really happy nobody said like. I'm really happy nobody on Twitter was like. 
So what do the white people get? Because you know what exactly what the quote retweets would have been like. They're like, oh, you guys already, yeah, ah! you already got a hand sign. <laughs> that shit would have been, it would have been quiet on Twitter for the rest of the day. <laughs> been cooking them. I mean, this no. is a Disney movie. I don't know. <laughs> no, man. What do you say? <laughs> on that note i gotta go walk my dog <laughs> nah that's a good way <laughs> oh man listen that was the last uh category and uh topic on the podcast man. Oh, man um this was very special this was actually the first hybrid one that we've ever done and just kind of went you know in from news straight into you know the podcast thank you so much to charles for coming on short notice any thank you uh, any any uh lasting you know any news any anything else that we missed before uh we get up out of here also i do want to say real quick i do remember one thing rest in peace to the goat power ranger jason david oh, Frank. oh my rest god rest in peace yeah. rest in peace to tommy oh. oliver man listen i'm not right. gonna lie I, I seen that news and it it yeah, yeah, I, I didn't even stream that day when it when I heard it. So, anyways, uh, I just want to say, listen, for me, Power Rangers literally was like one of my top top two like the most watched things I've ever watched in terms of my childhood. Like Power Rangers mm-hmm. affected me like so much entertainment I got from it. Like it was insane, insane yeah. to see that news. Yeah. Wow, but yeah, that man's legacy is literally like solidified for years. I was emotional. Yeah. Man. Very, for I was real. very, I was very emotional when that news came out. I can't, I can't even lie. I, I was not in the mood to talk to too many people that day. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, it was, it, it hit me in the chest. But just know that that man was an absolutely inspiration from everything I've seen. This guy, like again, just was spreading positivity throughout everything that he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, he will be sorely missed, but his legacy will live on throughout every role he's done. Don't ever forget, he is the only man to dog several rangers in their own zord at once and throw them out. He is a yeah. legend, oh, and don't you ever go. forget that. Don't go. you ever forget that. The GOAT Ranger, boy. Green, white, red, and black. Stop playing with him. The GOAT. Rest yes, in sir. peace, Jason yes, David sir. Frank. Uh, any other news before we get about here? Anything else we might have missed? All right, closing notes before we get up out of here. Our esteemed MCU correspondent, Charles DeSauce, aka Thousand Island Sauce, aka your fridge is empty without him. Please give us our closing notes. I'm dead. Um, (laughs) They do not call him General or King, they call him Cool Good God, God. (laughs) the Serpent (laughs) Feather God. Uh, that was that was wonderful. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Closing notes. That was good. Closing notes. When? When? Please close the notes before we get up out of here. Um, here, drink water. I can't follow <laughs> that up. I cannot follow that up. Not not too much. Not not too much water unless you're a Lansinger from Telecom, yeah. my boy. Yeah, for real. Hey, I go hey, lie. Hey. Uh, I got a few closing notes, but first and foremost, make sure you guys rate this podcast five stars. Where do you get this entertainment usually? You know what I'm saying? Not as consistent. I'll tell you that right now. No cooldown podcast. Make sure you search us up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Go over there and rate us five stars. Just search up and no cooldown. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell somebody underwater yes, to go tell a friend to go rate us five stars. Uh, again, we're really trying to get up. You know what I'm saying? Make sure the algorithm can notice us. Make sure we're really trying to get up out there. Um, at some point soon, I think we're getting to the point. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, we're really about to start including 
guest speakers to come through um in on a regular basis so please be on the lookout for that we're about to really turn up with some guests uh talk this news yes, sir, talk yes, about sir. you know people's creator journeys and stuff so please be on the lookout for that don't you know what I'm saying don't don't take your eye off us man we're doing a lot of stuff uh might be doing some special things for uh hopefully down you know, december um december i think around the 10th i will say it's early that is the one year anniversary of no cool down december 10th i believe is the one year anniversary hey, so sir. That week and that span after, we're probably going to be doing at least, at least you know, sit down podcast. I don't even know if we'll talk about news that day. We'll just talk about the year so far in gaming and just, well, just all of our journey so far and stuff. But yeah, be on the lookout for that as well. Make sure you check us out. The video version is on Spotify, of course, and of course, uh, other platforms as well. Uh, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcasts, and of course, uh, Anchor. And then you can look at the video versions on Wotaku channel on YouTube. That's W-O-T-A-K-U channel on youtube make sure you check that out uh make sure you check out at charles the sauce on twitch on youtube uh on twitter charles no sauce on twitter make sure you check yes, him sir. out check out wotaku uh about to say wotaku channel on youtube again went easy on all of the platforms make sure you check out that man trip on all platforms make sure you check out all for growth uh growth on all platforms make sure you check it out at all for growth on twitter uh at all for growth on youtube uh, I believe uh, at Ultra Growth on uh, pretty much everything, uh, and check us out there. Got a lot of content cooking up there. Uh, damn, that's uh, that's almost the one year anniversary of growth too. Damn, this is a lot of stuff. <laughs> Do not miss any of this dope content going into twenty twenty three. We're kicking it into another gear. So you guys don't want to miss a single thing that we're doing. Make sure you guys stay tapped in. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful winter season. Game Awards is almost upon us. A lot of be a lot of good stuff coming through. Make sure you're here for all of it. And uh, without further ado. That has been No Cool Down episode 46, and we are out of there.